Hey, listener, thanks for pressing play. On this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we preview what to expect from this year's New York Comic Con with news about Justice League, Pacific Rim Uprising, and The Punisher. Plus, Netflix is raising their prices, and George Foreman wants to fight Steven Seagal. Wowie zowie! And we review the Inhumans two-hour premiere, The Gifted Pilot, and season four of Game of Thrones, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, October 5th, 2017. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Be funny. Disturb it. Hey, what's up, listener? Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast, your geekly one-stop shop for comic book news reviews and interviews free straight to your ear holes. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And he's the rug boy. What's up, rugs? What's up, dudes? How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing, rugs? How's your slack hole? My slack hole's uh, got about a beer in it right now. Oh, that, that's got to be nice and cold. How many beers can you fit in your slack hole? Well, only one at a time at this point. I mean, a can of Foster's. Now, I was going to ask, what if you're in Australia and uh, you have one of those yeah. giant cans of Foster's? Why is the beer so big in Australia? I don't know. Maybe well, Wes Cranford, the yank from Down Under, can let us know. That's a good co- Everything's bigger Down Under. Everything is bigger. <laughs> or should be bigger. Everything is smaller in my Down Under, unfortunately. Well, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look, if you're a new listener to the show, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. Like I said, we give you comic book news reviews and interviews every week. Uh, this episode, I'm very excited because we got a lot of fun stuff. A little, It's a light news week, but that's okay because we are going to be giving you reviews of uh, TV, literally the whole scope from the, probably the worst superhero thing we've seen in a long time to just incredible television. Uh, of course, I'm talking about we're going to review the Inhumans premiere two episodes of the gifted pilot and Game of Thrones are a continuing watch. It's new to us. And I'm up to the end of season four on the Whoa. Game of Thrones. So we got a lot of talk about a lot of catch up. A lot of things happened. But before we get there, it is October. We are based in Chicago, except for Rugs, who has been moved to undisclosed areas so that they can track their IP. Right, Rugs? Hey. What? Don't say it out loud. You know who they are, right? Yes. <laughs> the feds. The DCFS, Department of uh, Child Felty Services. I don't know. Uh, uh, what was I saying? Is that like Dyfus? It's, I don't it's know. a little bit. What I was saying, Anthony, this is for you. It's October in Chicago. The buzz is a little different than last year. What are the odds of the Chicago Cubs repeating uh, their World Series championship win? Uh, where are they at? Uh, I mean, they're not the favorite to do it, but okay, you're in it, and if you're in it, you can uh, you can definitely win it. And they're uh, in it to win. It. You got to play. It, and they're their first team uh, in a long time. I don't know. I have the, the exact date to win the World Series and then make it to the playoffs the next year. Again, the next year. Yeah. Okay. And well, the that's Yankees good. are the last team to win, go back to back. So, for the listener, if I'm absent from a show, it's because yeah. I decided to watch the Cubs instead. Because things are getting heated, but like definitely different kind of like buzz 
Yeah, and it's not the, the same. Like nobody, yeah, like nobody's talking about it almost. Like a little bit People here. People are there. talking about it, but it's not. I mean, it's not. It's yeah. never be. It'll never be how it was last Dude, year. Last year at this time, it was pre Donald Trump, and uh, the very exciting thing for Cubs fans was going to happen. And now we are post Donald Trump. Anyways, <laughs> that has nothing to do with the Cubs, but all right. I blame the Chicago Cubs winning. That was where the downward spiral of craziness uh, kind of began, if you think about it. After that, everything just went downhill. But we're here to talk about happier times, which is right now. Let's get to the news. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. Listener, I highly encourage you to get in touch with us. Get in touch with the show. Visit jockandnerd.com slash contact, where you will find all the various ways. Our Twitter, our Facebook page, SpeakPipe. There's an old school voicemail number. You can dial in, leave a message. And our awesome Facebook group that you can find at jockandnerd.com slash community, where we get to meet you guys, the listeners. And I know a lot of you guys. And something surprising I saw, uh, our good listener, David Zika, is going to EDC this year in Orlando. Oh, shit. Anthony, uh, you haven't been to like a, a thing this summer, have you? I've been to Lollapalooza. What are you talking about? You did go to Lollapalooza, but like an EDM, uh, you haven't been to like your EDM fests. I no, I, that's that's not true either. But I haven't I haven't been to EDC this past uh, summer. Um, but he's going to the one in Orlando. The main one's in Las Vegas. Um, oh, this is a separate one. Okay. Shout out. Yeah, fuck that one. <laughs> Mickey Mouse shit. Uh, what, the Orlando one? Look, I think Zika, that's really cool that, that you like that into is, this that music, is right? quite surprising that right? I was he is going to EDC Orlando. Hey, doesn't it make you feel less cool now that David Zika's there? <laughs> I'm not going to insult David Zika. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm oh, happy dude, that, he's going. Yeah, that's really neat. And uh, Zika, I want you to write it. It's like a made him run where to go there. Exactly. You know it's not cool. A little bit. But he likes the music. So, he, you know, he's jock and nerd. He's a little bit. I love the listeners that are like a little bit of all of us. Different pieces of us put together in weird Frankenstein-shaped yeah. uh, positions. But, Zika, let us know what it was like. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts Yeah, we'd love EDC. to see an email from right. him about it. Right. I don't uh, know if other... he knows what he's walking into. But uh, Yeah. No, that'll be great. That'll be great. I can't wait to hear his uh, reaction. Uh, the other big news in the geek world, anyways, is today is the first day of New York Comic Con 2017. Uh, it's, yes. it's on right now. And uh, you know who's there is our buddy filmmaker Eric Sharkey, who's been on the show. I am Facebook friends with him. He's the one who did the Drew Struzan documentary and the, the uh, Floyd Norman documentary. And he's posted pictures backstage with Kevin Smith and shit. So he's hanging out. He's got like a pro pass. Uh, I, it's kind of cool to see. See it through the lens of Eric Sharkey. So, yeah, he posted a picture. He's like, backstage with Kevin Smith. Right on. Uh, so, next week, we will have a lot of things to discuss, all the things that happen right now by the yeah, time. A lot of news is going to break, like, after today. Yes, here's what's promised. Let's start with the Justice League. They said we're getting a new trailer on Sunday. When this show posts, there will be a new Justice League trailer you can check out. But what we have for now are uh, some posters. Character posters five character posters you guys take a look at these posters i did i saw them briefly but i'm scared to click on this click link on the link because stupid like an uh, ad that's running that's gonna interrupt well, me this is deadline it's a deadline the deadline's pretty uh reputable it's not fucking shitty comicbook.com or those other sites that screen rant everything they make me turn off the ad blockers it's the most annoying oh, thing nothing goes there's videos everywhere. It's, These sites need to stop doing it's that. It's fucking annoying. Make money another way. I get way. it. You it's need money, annoying. but yeah, it, it, it's, it makes your site unusable. Anyways, we have these character posters, one for each of the five characters minus Superman, all with your typical Zack Snyder background, which is just black. 
That's how you know it's a Zack Snyder movie. And uh, right. the logos of the heroes are across the top in each one, and they're highlighted in their poster. And there's only five. There's no Superman poster. Like, it's a big fucking secret. Superman's not going to be in this movie. Uh, and then the big words all in, 1117. On top of all of them, opening thoughts, what do you guys think of the posters? I think they're okay. Cyborg clearly looks like the weakest poster, I think. That, like, it's, it's, I don't even know what I'm looking at there. Like, where is his, uh, his other hand, the, the, not blue dildo hand? Like, what is going on there? Is that foreshortening? It looks like. It just doesn't look cool. It just looks like, really, I mean, you get to see it in all its glory, and then you're like, oh, that's what it is. Anthony, what did you think of these posters? Okay. I mean, they're, they're not offensive, like the Marvel posters sometimes can be, where it's just like, wow, that's terrible Photoshop. They're pretty safe. Uh, you know, I, yeah. the Batman one is probably the best one, uh, but I don't, I don't know. They're all okay. They're just okay. The, the Aquaman one's decent. They're they're just okay. They're exactly. I mean, the Cyborg I, one. I don't know. I I cut out when Rugboy was talking about Cyborg. I think yeah. the Cyborg one looks terrible, but yeah, that's yeah. just me. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. That's basically what. Okay, I that's cool. what we said. Yeah, I like though. Like how you said in the Batman one, I kind of like the lighting, like the the red and blue lighting. But they're kind of uninspired posters. They're just like uh, okay. It's uh, funny that they release character posters with all of them except Superman, but they have the logo of Superman on. Yes, top. what like are they? What are they doing? What is the deal? They're like, oh, and here is like everyone knows he's gonna be in the movie. Like I don't understand why they just really don't want to show us uh, Superman. It's probably because of the porn mustache. If I'm being honest, it feels like this movie is taken forever to come out. <laughs> It really is. We're so close. Uh, okay, check out this other link. Uh, the, in China, they released these other promotional images uh, that are kind of uh, unique because they're showing the world from each of the heroes' points of view. So there's five shots, and the whole thing is like they all have a moon. So one, you see Gotham City with the, the bat signal, and there's a moon. Then there's the one on Themyscira with a giant moon. Themyscira looks cool. Then you see Flash's view where it's just blurs, and you see a moon. Then you see Aquaman from underwater. And then the most interesting one I thought was the cyborg one because you see his heads-up display. How he sees everything is through this heads-up display and and, and there's little uh, diagrams pointing to the moon and stuff. Uh, but I thought that one was kind of neat is that that's how he's going to be seeing everything. That's, that's, all fucking that's a better robot, one. Right? Yeah. Interesting Chinese promotion. I don't really like these at all. Yeah, they're weird. They're very, they're very weird. Like, I think they're stupid. <laughs> like, why? Like, who cares? Why would you release this for China? I don't. Like I don't understand. Bubbles and water. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is this shit? Come on. <laughs> God damn Just it! As uninspiring as those posters. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool to see like fish doing fishy stuff, but like. It's just bubbles. Or like a trident or something, like the part yeah, of a trident. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, let's, let, let, they don't want to give anything away. They're playing it way too safe. It's really not anything interesting at all. Yeah, that doesn't give you a lot of hope in a thing when they're playing it safe and they're like, maybe I mean, whatever. I mean, you shouldn't it, show these things. I, that's why I thought the cyborg one was like the most interesting because at least something is going on there. Telling you something about the character. Uh, but we will have a trailer, like I said, Sunday. Uh, look out for that. We'll retweet it, post it, and uh, tell you what we thought next week. Uh, who else is going to be there? Possibly, rumor is, Pacific Rim trailer uh, dropping tomorrow. Pacific Rim Uprising, the sequel. Uh, Rugs, are you excited for this trailer? I know you're a big uh, Pacific Rim fan. I like Pacific Rim. Uh, I like the first movie. Uh, I'm hoping this movie's going to be good. I saw the photos. They have photos of like different shit. Yeah. So they got photos of like the toys. <laughs> you mean the Bex? Uh, the Jaegers? There's to- like the toys, like the f- action oh, figures the in the movie. Toys. Okay. Be, like, yeah, you don't have it up on okay. the uh, on the notes, yeah. but like 
uh, a bunch of toy images came out. So they, they have this like monster. It's a kaiju that looks like a, the Demigorgon from Stranger Things. Oh, with lots of tentacles. Within a mouth. Cool. Within a, within a mouth cool. uh, looking thing. Uh, I'm not really too hot on it. And there's like a fucking fuckload of Jaegers. I mean, in the original Pacific Rim, there's maybe like five or six Jaegers that are like prominent. And you only really spend time with like three or four of them. Um, th- this one's got like a fucking fuckload of, ge- of Jaegers. And I don't know if they're in the movie a lot or whatever, but it just seems like a lot. There's five different ones in these photos, and there's one that looks like uh, like a bulked up there's Iron Man suit. Five. Wow. There's more than five. If you look at the toys, there's a lot more than five. Uh, Anthony, are you excited for this trailer, Pacific Rim? What do you think? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, don't give a shit about the I, that I don't Rim. give a shit. It's, I, I thought the movie was solid, the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's been a while since that one came out, and for me, there's been really yeah. no momentum for this. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of, uh, I feel like they're banking on the Finn Boyega well, and I Star think they're Wars also banking like on the fact people that to see it. Godzilla, King Kong's made monster bit movies kind of cool again. Yeah. yeah. Kaiju fever. Let's work up the kaiju fever, everybody. It's weird because, like, these, these kaiju designs are not, like, formidable. Like, they're making these weird, like, first of all, what they've done with the, with the Jaegers and the kaiju is that they've made them see, like, they look like they're made to be toys. And then the kaiju, they don't look specific enough to anything. They're kind of like, kind of random, and they're gray. They're always these fucking gray ass monsters. Like, there's no color, there's no specificity to them. There's no like, like character to them. That's really like everything's so kind of like overly detailed that you can't even describe it to somebody. Like, describe the kaiju that you that you see, and you're like, oh, it looks kind of like a mouth within a mouth, and then it's got like two or three limbs. It's weird yeah. to describe. It's not fun like you describe Gamera. It's a giant turtle yeah. with giant tusks yeah. and he spins around and fly. Like, you know what I mean? There's nothing fun about it. Or if you describe like Gigan, he's like this big fucking thing with like hooks that come out and and uh, he's made out of metal and he's got one eye. Like it's you could get specific about because it it's not so complicated to remember. So these kaiju are kind of like overly, I don't know, boring mm. to me. That's, uh, that sounds uninspired. I don't know, we'll but see. I'm hoping that it's good. I love Guillermo del Toro. I thought he did a great job with the first movie. He, he, he's not on this one, right? No, that, I mean, he's a producer, mm, probably. See, I think that's why. You need the Guillermo del Toro. If, if he had writing up. credit, though, Imran, you'd be excited. Oh, I would totally give me a geek bonus. <laughs> Anytime anybody gets writing credits, my nipples get hard. It's true. <laughs> I'm hoping it's good, though. I'm hoping it's at least entertaining. Well, we'll, we'll see a trailer and see uh, what we can expect this weekend at New York Comic Con. Uh Another TV property that was supposed to be at New York Comic Con, the Punisher panel, it scheduled a 90-minute panel. Uh, They have canceled. They pulled out entirely after in the wake of the fucking crazy Las Vegas shootings, which is probably a good move because when shit like that happens, like you watch this and and suddenly it's a different perspective on, uh, you know, guy with a gun the guy with Shoot. it's just a timing thing. Yeah. it's a very very bad timing thing they so it's one of those things like, where you, you can't like yeah it's just time you can't make no, it it's no. like almost too insensitive at this point to have a guy running around to. with a machine yeah. gun yeah absolutely it's way too soon you know nobody could have predicted this uh also and so they've been teasing this release date this whole time in their trailers uh they've also de- decided to delay when it's coming out, but which we, we didn't even know when originally it was supposed to come out. Wow. But they're pushing that back. Also, wow. I have a feeling they may have even been ready to like 
just been like, it's out right now. Like at, during New York Comic Con, they would have just launched it without any uh, warning. Like I feel yeah, like just a hundred years. Yeah, I just feel like they were planning something crazy, and uh, now they gotta they gotta rework their their marketing. Clearly, wow. Try to be sensitive, I mean, so. ah, damn, yeah. damn, that's really crazy. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's whatever. so it it's so uh, from this tweet, it says, "Have heard Netflix will delay mid October launch of The Punisher until late fall." So I was supposed to come out this month. Maybe they're just gonna wait another month. Uh, you know what's crazy about that whack job? Uh, he apparently he had rented hotel rooms here in Chicago at the Blackstone Hotel that overlooks Grant Park that holds Lollapalooza during Lollapalooza. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. And he never checked oh. in. He never checked in. He also had a hotel. There's a, another festival in Vegas called Life is Beautiful that uh-huh. he apparently had a hotel. Wow. For. Wow. Mm. Craziness, so, right? Th- yeah. That could have been. <laughs> that. I know. That could have been a crazy Lollapalooza. Fucking insanity. Uh, So, yeah. So, finally, in movie news, kind of a a follow-up to the last episode where we talked about passing a Hugh Hefner at the very end. Tell me if this sentence, any of this sentence sounds weird to you or just odd. Jared Leto will be playing Hugh Hefner in a biopic directed by Brett Ratner. Oh, That that sounds like... Terrible what, on what top of terrible. Fight? What the fuck kind of who put those words I'm, together? I'm trying to visualize or or see the the thinking here that went into this. And Jared Leto playing Hugh Hefner. Okay, I don't know. He's kind of like he could play a playboy, but he could play anything really if he wanted to. But uh, Brett Ratner is like a huge pervert, but he's not, like, everybody knows that he's a huge perv. He's not a very good director. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's he's a terrible. More director, importantly, not like, a very good director. Well, he's just like a milk toast director, but like, um, yeah. he doesn't really ever go to uh, the R rated. I haven't really seen him go that edgy. He's always been a safe director. Yeah, right. Yeah. His best movies are the the, the Rush Hour films, yeah. and I don't. And it's not because of him. I don't think. And the the one that he's known for that everyone just just hates him for if you're a nerd or a geek is X Men Three. X Men right. Three. Also, Jared Leto does this whole like method acting bit. Like, how's he going to get into Hugh Hefner's character? He's just going he's around just grabbing live girls his by normal life and, yeah. and oh, go I guess on that's true. Tour and <laughs> with his band and fuck a bunch of uh, bitches. <laughs> that's, he's already living fucking Hugh Hefner's. I, I, I think that's life. It's a very odd combination of things happening there. <laughs> I thought that was a very strange set of words to put together in one sentence. Uh, yeah, like Ratner and Leto are friends, and 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 I mean, Brett Ratner bought the rights to Hugh Hefner's uh, story. Brett Ratner bought him. Mm-hmm. Hugh Hefner deserves more than Brett Ratner. Yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, some people like really hate Hugh Hefner, as I've learned throughout yes. looking at different feeds. <laughs> yes. And uh, oh my god, it's crazy the shit that I read. Brett like, I mean, I still think Brett Ratner is still too bad. <laughs> It, Brett Ratner's last movie that he directed was the Hercules film with The Rock. Oh, jeez. Right. Was, wasn't oh, very good. Jeez. Da- uh, Robert Downey Jr. had once been attached to play Hefner. He's been trying to make this movie since 2007, apparently. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Like a biopic? Uh, yeah. It'll be a biopic, uh, which uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a very weird I'm not sentence. A fan of big, I'm not a fan of biopics in the, all that much anyways. I like bionic and- biopics. I just don't think this will. Be- I like when they have six of them in the biopic six. <laughs> the biotic, biopic six. Uh, I love biopics I when they're done well. In high school. <laughs> Bionics. 
I look if <laughs> you if you do it well, a biopic can be very. You learn about you know a a, a celebrity or a musician or an artist that you didn't know. It can yeah, be Brett done. Ryder's well. not the guy. Brett Ryder definitely not the guy. Moving on to some TV news. Uh, remember last week uh, we we talked about how Walking Dead is going to be able to say fuck twice in season eight, and uh, oh, yeah. everybody that gave me shit for it. That, that was, was such, that was amazing. Such good news. Check out this news. Here, here's another gimmick. They're trying to get people back. They have announced this new shorter ad format. And what is it? What it is, is they're going to play six second ads in the beginning before the show. I don't know why. They're going to play Vine fucking loops uh, before the program start time. How do you do a six second ad and why? What the fuck is this? Uh, I don't know, but there, it sounds fucking stupid. But if it's know. less ads, then I'm for it, though. Uh, if it's less ad yeah, time yeah. and more Walking Dead time, then I'm kind of for it. I think that's that's part of the strategy is to take the ads out of the middle of the show. I mean, if it's just to see more people just staring off at the space, like while the camera pants, like they do when Walking Dead a lot, then I, that's money not spent well. The six second but. thing is weird because Vine is not even around anymore. It doesn't exist. It came and went. But somebody somewhere thinks six seconds is the perfect uh, advertising format. I got uh, nothing for this. Yeah, whatever. Uh, look, here's something that you might have an opinion on. Netflix is raising its prices Ooh. again. Again? Again. In November, they did do a slight raise last year. We talked about the fact that they gave you options to download the stuff offline. Uh, right now, uh, the standard plan is $9.99. In November, it will bump up to $10.99. What are they doing to justify this? Uh, uh, they and said, what, "What are they offering? That's more than we're already paying." Well, that, they're, what they're they, just increasing their. The, that's a bunch of bullshit. Content, they can't do it's just them. It's like the, the, you. It, it's like sports teams do this all the time. They just raise yeah. ticket prices just for, no, for just without do adding it. any value. Right. They're saying it's they want to make more original programming. Like all this money is going to go to make more original. I go fuck themselves. Half of the shit they have sucks that they're making. <laughs> Uh, Anthony, you said last week like Daredevil got you to pay for Netflix, and 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 uh, now uh, what do you think of this dollar bump? You were excited to see Stranger Things. Is it worth? Are you getting your money's worth? Well, seeing as now I split Netflix, so I have the I don't have it's not on my account; it's someone else's account that we split the with the premium one. So it's okay. I, I don't. Oh, that's a two dollar jump. So it's for me. It's a fifty cent jump. <laughs> okay, so you're sharing. Splitting it with four yeah. other people. Well, so. they have the two plans where you can use four devices at once. Right. Yeah, the premium plan goes up from eleven ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine. Uh, by the way, I've watched the some of Big Mouth that that animated show. It's fucking funny, dude. Netflix is the place now where cartoons come to just swear. Which one is that one? The 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 one where it's about um. Uh, yes, going through puberty with Nick oh, Kroll yeah, and uh, Maya Rudolph. It's fucking funny, but everything is just like you could like there's so many cartoons on Netflix that are just sweary and offensive. It's great. So I love that cartoons have found a home to swear uh, on the Netflix. That show, Big Mouth, pretty funny uh, here. Maybe this will justify the price increase. They have Netflix just ordered a superhero show, 10 episodes. Uh, with Michael B. Jordan called Raising Dion. <laughs> and it's a superhero drama about a single black mother and her superpowered son. Uh, and he has a small role in it. And he's, I think he's, uh, it's based on a comic book by Dennis Liu. I think there's a short film uh, also. And uh, we'll, I'll link all that in the show notes, jockandair.com slash 189. 
But uh, it sounds like it's a little bit, it's an original story, and it sounds uh, really cool. There's two, a- two reasons probably why they're raising the prices. Yeah. One, because they need to increase their budget for original content. Yes. Or the other reason you would raise the prices is they've lost viewers, mm. and to, do, to make up for that, the lost viewership, you have to raise everyone else's prices so that the profit of it, the margins and, are still the same. They're, they're not, all the shows aren't hits. Like, you know, House of Cards was huge for a long time. I don't really hear people talking about that anymore. Ain't it? Uh, uh, Orange is the New Black was huge. I don't really see a buzz they on got, that. They got Stranger well, Things, though, coming. I, I, think, I think that, uh, yes, their original content is there, but the mo- their movies, their selection of movies is very, very... Uh, like most of them are B movies. Most of them are movies you never heard of. Most of them are documentaries. Like they're not like these the the A B movies that are coming out in theaters right. that are coming like six months later out on Netflix. Correct. That's just not happening no. anymore. They're not. I mean, they they've made deals with TV shows to get whole seasons like quicker on. They lost Disney. Yeah, now they're, they're gonna lose Marvel Disney and, and Marvel and Star Wars. Uh, the documentaries have always been great. But here's the, they, they've had some bombs, some big bombs. So that the series, The Get Down, which I fucking love The Get Down. Apparently, though. Horrible. It was. I loved it. Uh, it was the most expensive television show ever made. And it was not worth it. it. That, that, I don't think it was worth the budget. I did no love the show, but I don't see how that could be. I would think Game of Thrones would be the most expensive. Apparently, this the six episodes and they spent fucking millions of dollars. So. They lost a lot on that also. And, you know, and it's just, it is just uh, inflation and the cost of services goes up. Uh, but I'm, I will check out this uh, Michael B. Jordan superhero show. Raising Yeah, Dion. I mean, I'm, I'm into Netflix because I do like the original content. And I do like that I get at least to see shit that, that you wouldn't normally see anywhere else on Netflix. Like even, even some of these B movies are interesting, especially the Netflix funded ones. So, uh, they're cool to check out, but I would like to see it go back to where they actually had like real, you know, movies from the theater. No, they they want to push their original programming. They want to be a network that has original shows like to, to compete with the networks. Uh, Anthony, how often do you use your Netflix outside of like the Marvel shows? Honestly, not very often. Right. Yeah. yeah. But see, the thing I, I'm a bad or maybe I am like the uh, the typical because I split it with people. So right, for me. Right. Four. I mean, even though it's coming up to fourteen, I mean, it's four bucks a year. So you are hurting their profit really. margin a I'm little like, bit. I'm like a three, yes. I'm a four dollar spender a year. Yeah, yeah. My I shared mine with my sister, so she doesn't pay for Netflix. It's a month, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, a month. month. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. You're right. You're right. So thirty six a year. It's, eh, whatever. That's totally worth it for like once in a while to be able to have access to these. But with the fucking Marvel Netflix shows sucking in the last couple of series, is is is. And uh, I I love their animation, and they're gonna get a bunch of anime, so that may pull over a lot of anime fans. Uh, they're gonna have a huge take a anime dump coming. So they they have a lot of anime already. They do, and they're getting more, which that might. See, this is the thing. Like the Netflix used to have a bunch of movies, like real movies, like because they were a you know, DVD, DVD company. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, they parlayed that, and they had a lot of movies, and then those movies started to drop off. And then to fill up the content, they started buying all these first, like, they bought like a bunch of martial arts films. Yeah. They bought up a lot of anime. Then they start, now they're went this straight into like uh, just Asian dramas. Asian porn? Oh, dramas. No, dramas, <laughs> just regular TV shows yeah. that aren't like genre. And they went into Bollywood. And now there's like, and, and all 
Indian movies or whatever. I don't even know what they are because I don't watch it. Like, I mean, it's kind of smart yeah. though because you're 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 pulling all that audience and well, they 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 had to do that because the the movie studios are taking all that stuff back and and now networks are wanting to create their yeah. own network subscription models so they're 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 having to pivot towards yeah, the original so they're content. they're pivoting and so a lot of people that I, like me I expected to see some just some some movies there like yeah, there, there's were not no. Nicolas Cage films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thousand, thousand Nicolas Cage movies. I don't even know when he has time every to make Nicholas, He makes one every weekend. Every Nicolas Cage the, movie yeah. is not a good selection of movies. <laughs> is, uh, on no. Sure. Yeah. They want you to watch they want to make stuff. They want to be original. And and right. it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. But I feel like they're just gonna keep they're gonna keep trying things and keep making things. Are they gonna be like they, they canceled Sense Eight too? Yeah, yeah. Did they yeah. really? Oh. Are they, are they going to be like the next? Are they even considered a movie, a movie studio or a production? I mean, studio? They, well, do they want to be like an HBO? I think they're closer to an HBO. I'm not, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying HBO. I'm saying they're going to be like the like your Disney or your right. Warner right. Brothers right. or you know they're they're just another studio. I kind of it kind of feels that way because uh, right. but then they'd have to get rid of everything that's not theirs. I mean, they got a Will Smith movie coming out. Granted, he's not as popular as he used to be, but he's still Will Smith. Well, yeah, I want to see when's that coming out? Bright, directed by David Ayer. Uh, and you, now you're saying a Michael B. Jordan. Michael, Michael B. Jordan's, Jordan's a big name. And once anyway. Black Panther comes out, man, he's going to get hotter. So some of these things, and they're capitalizing on superheroes. Uh, and and they got Chappelle. Yes, they get. Well, they just had a movie of, with the guy who plays the Black Panther to come out called uh, the Message Those from Men. the King. Oh, that came hmm. out. Oh, and, there, and there's shitloads of uh, all comedians are going to Netflix because there's so many comedy specials. Like uh, there's fucking hundreds. Well, comedy specials are really easy to That's produce. True. You just stick a fucking That's camera true. right yeah. there yeah, they cost and record nothing. the guy. Yeah. Low cost, and it'll get you uh, a lot and, of views. And people will yeah, watch it. And watch it yeah. over and over again. Uh, so, eh, I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not going to notice the raise because, like, it's automatic. And so it just takes a dollar more. Fine. I just yeah. get very leery when people start raising the price of stuff and not offering any Sure. Exactly like college. That's a smart consumer. <laughs> You should be leery about that. That's what university is. They raise the money. Is the education getting better? I don't know. It's debatable. But it's another fucking fifty thousand dollars a year every year. Yeah. So (laughs) it's it's a scam, people. Don't go to college. Uh, I got uh, two more things, real quick. Uh, Also, from our buddy David Zika, he posted this on our Facebook group, and uh, it's an episode of this uh, podcast called Word Balloon. Now, if you're a big comic book geek and podcast listener, you've probably heard of Word Balloon. They're pretty big. They don't need our help spreading them around or promoting them. I have not heard. Oh, you never heard of word balloon. The guy's from Chicago and he's been doing the show for years and it's a pretty big podcast, but the, he posted an episode uh, about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, an interview, which uh, who I didn't know he's a huge comics books fan. He's a huge Sherlock Holmes fan and he's a writer. He's written a graphic novel coming out uh, about Sherlock Holmes brother called Mycroft Holmes and the Apocalypse Handbook. I listened to this today. Very good, easy listen, half an hour. Uh, very cool interview. And I, I, this is very, I love the jock and nerd mashup. Anthony, did you know this about uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I didn't know it until David Ziga posted right? it. So. Yeah. Thank you, man. Enjoy EDC, by the way. Enjoy. Take some Molly's when the, for when the they ask for mo- When they ask for Molly, they're not asking for the girl. <laughs> listen, Zika, I don't care if you do drugs or not. Take some Molly's for me. Come on. Just do it for you, pal. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Let me know what it was like. Uh, <laughs> Do drugs for Imran. Yes, it's a charity we're Imran. starting. It's, a, it's, like a make a, it's like a reverse make-a-wish. Uh, for the price of a cup of coffee, you can, oh, you can help Imran get a molly. Do you really need that coffee? Just give us a molly. Sign up to our Patreon. You you too can make Imran happy in his Chicago apartment. I already, Are you taking a molly? I already rubbed myself while I'm sitting here recording. I don't know if I need the mollies. Uh, really, check it out. I'll put a link to this episode. It was, it was a really interesting interview. Great jock and nerd mashup. And finally, in weird news, I thought you guys would appreciate this. Since we talked about, you know, uh, the uh, uh, McGregor-Mayweather big fight. There's another big fight on the horizon, which this one I would pay for in a second. Way bigger than McGregor-Mayweather. Apparently, George Foreman has challenged Steven Seagal on Twitter to a 10-round fight in Las Vegas, people. Oh, shit. No shit. (laughs) Now, if they put this on pay-per-view, I'm fucking... Finding a stream where I can pirate it. Absolutely. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Listen, they're both right. old men in First their 60s. All, I can't even pay attention to your story because there's a photograph yes. that you have in the show notes I have, of Steven yes. Seagal standing in front of the Kremlin yes. or whatever the fuck this is in Moscow. Looks so badly photoshopped, I can't even get over Steven it. Steven Not only does it look bad, but... Yes. I can't ima- I can't believe he looks like that. He still. No. looks like a real life comic book supervillain. Doesn't he look like a fat Razal Ghoul? Like what happened to Steven Seagal? Why? And he was like talking shit. He was never really in shape. No, that's true. Yeah, he was always the fat guy. That the fat soup. The fat like he was either skinny star. and he was like he was like skinny and had no muscle tone, or he was fat. As a child, I was like, man, I like you got Arnold, you got uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, you got <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, and I'm like. Steven Seagal's in there, but did, why does he not look like that? Does, he, you just bought it because he was so fucking arrogant. Yes. That, that, yeah. that, like, he sold that shit. He's like, I'm the best. Like, I, I, and he's like, all like strong and silent and shit. You're like, he, oh, he's that awesome. way now. He Before, like, they, they kind of wised up on him. And he was, like, involved with the UFC for a little bit and with, like, Anderson Silva. Oh, really? Like, apparently, like, teaching him new tricks and stuff. And then Anderson Silva later on was just like, no, nah, this, this guy teach an idiot. Shit. He doesn't yeah, know I mean, shit. It was just like, I was just letting him hang around. I mean, how did he get to be an Steven action Seagal's star? Been, it's so been weird. crazy for a yes, long time. Yes, he has. Well, this picture, I'll put this picture in the show notes, listener. Apparently, he was talking shit about, like, the NFL players taking a knee. The guy's just uh, gone off the deep end, and he's a real-life supervillain now. That's all. And I would love to see. Uh, I like that he's a Russian citizen. That's he's against people too. taking knees. Yes, he was talking shit. Yeah. He, what did he say? He called it uh, the protest outrageous, a joke, and disgusting. He became Ooh. a Russian citizen in 2016. What oh, the shit. fuck, Steven Seagal? You are uh, uh, you're crazy. He, yeah, he's a. They really love him over they there. Bite. You know, he's a joke over here, but he's like huge and and Russia. I'd love to see George Foreman give him the beat. Hey, I would do it. Yeah. If I was like a fucking prince in like Guam, I would go there and just be like fucking the man. Guam, yeah. Guam. Well, or you go to like <laughs> wherever, to like- wherever, like, wherever there's rug boy mania, I'm going. So I'll go to like UAE or Dubai. Like that. Guam place, is like a U.S. place. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Donald Trump that he's gonna. Oh yeah, it is the U.S. Fuck. U.S. Fire territory. a missile Damn on him. <laughs> I think we should have George Foreman, Steven, Steven Seagal in the ring. Both of them have a George Foreman grill and then just let them go at it. Like, that's the only weapon they can Who can use. make chicken faster? Oh, no, they got to beat each other with the George Foreman oh, okay. grills. Beat each other with a grill. Whoever last wins. Who can make turkey burgers with no fat? <laughs> I mean, it'll, ne- it'll never happen. No, this is kind of the, the wacky. Uh, it, that's the why this is the weird out. news segment. Uh, and that'll take us. They should just do slap chops. It's yes. The, but prior to this, gonna, there was um, love like my ten, year, ten years ago, Joe Rogan was trying was campaigning to fight Wesley Snipes in the UFC. Oh, for real? Mm, yeah. That would have been interesting. 
but it's another one of those things that'll just never happen because you, you got a crazy actor that has like some martial arts yeah. experience right, let's do a sidebar yes. yeah. who would you want to see fight that is like not a fighter that you would want to see put it together in, in a ring that you would like from from time like, was he Arnold versus like Sylvester Stallone like what are we talking about I would about like here? to see the actual uh, what movie was that that came out with Dolph Lundgren and Jean-Claude Van Damme Universal you Sol- like Soldier, Universal Soldier. Soldier. I'd like to see those two actually fight Jesus <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme comes up to Dolph Lundgren's cock I know, I, know. I, want to, I want to see it <laughs> I want to see if Jean-Claude Van Damme can do that jumping roundhouse kick that he did oh in Baltimore he actually hold the splits in the air while fighting that's wow, all right. wow, uh, do you guys ever you remember that celebrity boxing show where Danny Bonaducci yeah. fought Screech from Saved by the Bell no, yeah, that was no, hilarious. That, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was, did, I, wait, did let I me pull that? that one up. That, Danny, those were awesome. Dude, Danny Bonaducci beat the shit out of Screech, who was homeless and making pornos at the time. Uh, and Bonaducci was, he's like a crazy man. And uh, Yeah, remember, he had, he had like a show. He had like a, like a reality show. Where they, they had, they had, uh, <laughs> Breaking Bonaducci. Manute Bowl versus William the Refrigerator Perry. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, Joey Buttafuoco took on China. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh my, oh my god! god. <laughs> uh, Those—they've only had four. Uh, I don't know who this guy is. Dustin Diamond versus that's, Ron that's, Palillo. That's Screech versus. Oh, okay. That's uh, the oh, real name. Screech names. fought the Horshack from uh, Welcome Back, Connor. That who did Bonaduce fight? Oh my god! <laughs> no, he didn't fight. Oh, he didn't. There was no. another one. Where was? Oh, oh yeah, he did. You're right. Danny Bonaduce fought Barry Williams. Barry Williams. So Danny Bonaduce fights Greg Brady. Screech fights Horshack right, from Welcome Back, Connor. That's fantastic. I would like to see Nick Nolte versus Gary Busey. <laughs> yes, <That's it. laughs> battle, of the, battle oh. of the men that you would never want to be sweating or want sweating next to you because they're <laughs> they probably smell awful. It's not fair because Gary Busey has brain damage. Like he caved in his skull. That's why he's not all there. And he every word is an that acronym is to him. One. That's a really good. That's one. a great matchup, Rugs. I would pay to see that. I wish they didn't cancel that show. Celebrity I, boxing is a great show. If I had a new rock band, that's what I would name it. Bo- Nolte versus Beauty. Nolte Celebrity Deathmatch was, was the show. That was the puppet. That was the, the claymation yeah, one. I mean, they had like Marilyn Manson versus Charles Manson. Yeah, but it's not real life. It's better when I know, they but actually they're like, Celebrity this is what we're matches. doing. Yeah, we're yeah, doing, we're not fair. doing real life here. Yeah. No. <laughs> but those people like, really fought. Oh, yeah. like, I, I understand Steven Seagal, but George Foreman's like fucking 90 years old. No, they're, like, both six, they're both in their 60s, 68 yeah, and 65. Yeah, they're both around the same age. They're only 60, George Foreman? 68. Uh, Holy fuck. Yeah, they're about the same age. So it's an even fair match. Jesus. <laughs> I just want somebody to punch smug Steven Seagal in his face. All right, and with that, we're going to wrap up the news. We'll take a quick break. I'll play some promos of independent podcasters. Remember, it's two pods a day month, all in October. L- discover some new shows. We'll be up soon. Share it. Retweet it. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host, new games, and a new day and time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, TrivNow, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and showtimes. Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. 
Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake from the History of Bad Ideas. And we'll get back to your regularly scheduled program here in just a second, geek listeners. But we do a weekly podcast called The History of Bad Ideas. Yeah, well, we'll discuss things like television or movies or music or games or any other thing that falls into our geek-related uh, podcast knowledge. You can find us on uh, Geek Life Radio, Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, or radio-blitz. Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, or you can listen to us whenever the hell you want on iTunes and Stitcher. Check us out. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Listener, thank you so much for hanging out with us, for downloading us, streaming us every week. If you want more show, I highly suggest you uh, sign up to our fan club jockander.com slash Patreon, where you can help the show keep up maintenance costs, hosting costs, uh, the cost for hookers and cocaine. All these things need to be paid for. And you will get access to an exclusive podcast feed with bonus content, hours and hours of bonus content. And guess what, guys? We got a new one. Jockander. Geek boner. We've got a new patron. Super huge. Thank you. Shout out to Anthony Apodaca. Uh, for joining the fan club this week, and he's enjoying all the bonus shows and bonus content. You should be, too. Like last week's show where Rugboy uh, reviews Destiny 2 in the post-show. So if you want to know what he thought. How long was that? One? It was like 40 minutes of you talking about oh. Destiny 2. That's 40 minutes of bonus. <laughs> yes. for uh, uh, <laughs> bonus, <laughs> bonus Rugboy bullshit about Destiny. No, it was good. I learned a lot about the game. Was that last Any- week? Yeah. After oh, you fuck. left. Yeah. You left. It's all in the post show. Well, he asked me one question and I just droned on <laughs> for 40 minutes. About Destiny 2. That's awesome. Destiny 2. Uh, so join the fan club, jogginerd.com slash Patreon and be an awesome supporter. Let's get to some TV show reviews. I'm going to issue just one spoiler alert for everything. Let's spoil some shit, Batman. We're going to start with, finally, the infamous Marvel's Inhumans on ABC two-hour premiere, the thing that was shot with IMAX cameras and premiered in IMAX uh, with less footage than what they showed us on TV. Apparently, there was more in the premiere that was in the IMAX than people paid like $20. And boy, am I glad I didn't pay $20. If you like getting butt raped by Marvel, you would went to that premiere. <laughs> oh, it was, yes. You really got ripped off. Sorry for anybody who went so there. So my theory about the, the ratings were going to be huge because people want to see what kind of a shit show this is. Of course, was wrong. <laughs> it was viewed by 3.9 million people. Uh, it's the first fall rating premiere to earn a, a rating below a 1.0. It earned a 0. 0.9. Yeah, in the key demographic. In the yeah. key demographic, 18 to 49. So just under 4 million people that's sat cool. I mean, that's this. Terrible that's formula, not terrible for Friday night. Yeah, it should. you should be getting a lot more ABC Friday night. 
Wow, everything they said was true. Who wants to start? Do, is there anything redeeming? We all saw this. Yes, everyone. Did, yes. Everyone watched no. it. Let's. So, is there anything is there, redeeming? Yes. Was there anything good about this? Let's um, just get it out of the way. It's not as offensive as I thought it would be. Sure. In terms of, I wasn't angry with anything that was going on. Yes. I was more or less just bored. So, yes. I guess that's that's better. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I guess the girl crystal with the black hair dye. Yeah. With the black stripe. Uh, yeah. Not as bad as I thought it would look. Not, not great, but not bad. Yeah. Um, the guy that Hulk. plays Gorgon had some oh, decent things, I guess. Hawaii looks nice this time of year. Uh, you know, Hawaii <laughs> does look nice, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Serena Swan has nice, a nice rack going for her. She is as, she's got a nice Medusa, body. Yeah. She, I kind of liked her in the, some of the purple. T- I was like, "Ooh, she's got a nice body there." And uh, uh, rugs, anything positive to say about this? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there is three pretty decent looking chicks in there, so that, mm-hmm, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Jim Cavazio Light there, that? which is Anson Mount Black Bolt. Yeah, yeah Anson Mount, like, Jim Cavazio, Jim Cavazio Light. Yes. That's what I call him. It's just he's like a poor man's Jim Cavazio. <laughs> He's he's there. He's tall and looks like a dude. <laughs> he's, um, doing, he's doing sign language. I I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's a complete piece of shit. But in the post WB, I mean CW, and the post uh, all these other shows, like this seems like a really really milk toast and uninspired mm. yes very it's it was i'll agree with anthony like the thing i kept thinking was like wow this is boring uh you yeah. know and it wasn't like horrible no, like no. it wasn't like unwatchable no. or anything it was just like yeah who cares it was laughable at times cringeworthy dialogue uh moments that yeah. were supposed to be deep where i was laughing uh so you know, I didn't understand the actual plot. Well, the, yeah, no, that's the one main thing is very confusing. Like they're setting up this royal family overthrow by one of the royal members of the family, kind of like a Game of Thrones thing. But none of this makes sense. Maximus is not even an inhuman. He's just yeah, a human. That, that's a huge change from the comics. Right. I'm not that's sure why. Very that's big a, change. Why that's a thing. They show you the Terragenesis transformation, and it looks completely different than what they've showed us in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. You know, like, I thought they were supposed to get covered in a big fucking thing, and then they break out of the rug. they have the process a lot more streamlined. Because it's more evolved, maybe. Well, no, it's just Uh, they know what they're doing. uh, Like, the shots in, I don't even know where to start, the shots in Adelaide just are just kind of boring. Uh, So, really, the, the protagonist... Medusa, Black Bolt, are kind of just aloof pricks, and Maximus is supposed to be the bad guy, but his argument kind of makes sense, what he's saying, and I don't understand. I don't know what he, what does Maximus want? So, look, let me, yeah. let me, I'll try, let me try to get this one. Okay. M- Maximus is a human, and apparently yeah. a human in that society, if the, you go through Terragenesis and you're a human... You get stuck in the mines. You gotta work right. in the mines. So, in so he's slate. trying to make this system better because it's a yeah. weird caste system. Yeah, which actually kind of makes you want to root for him a little bit. But yes. then also they but the, also they they need to expand because they're they're just growing on top of each other and they need to go to the earth because eventually the humans will find them and it's one of these we got to strike them before they get us. 
So he wants to attack people on and, Earth. Oh, and like what, well, there's one more motive. And he just wants power. So you've got three weird thi- three motivations yeah, yeah. trying to meld into one. See, I just don't understand why he just wouldn't just go to Earth. <laughs> it's like I'm. I, I don't fit in here. Bye. Yeah. I'm gonna go hang out and be a right. human. I'm not even. What are you like, guys? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like I don't understand. He wants to belong. You know, I don't even know. It's just really weird. It, the caste system, like that, they that they. The regular people, the people that don't have any powers, they just get in a subclass. I don't well, know. The way what's weird, weird about yeah. it is, it, it's you're like, wait a minute, it does kind of suck <laughs> to be there if, yeah. if you're not a if you're if you're not uh, a part of the royal family. Like even uh, Medusa, who yeah. was yeah. part of this caste system and hated her family, hated the king, is now married into rich and married into riches. So it's like it is like you're almost rooting. Right. For the heroes or for the villain? It's but, but, all but, but fucking then, backwards. But then the villain, like Rugboy had mentioned, his motivations are so unclear that I'm like, I, I, I don't really know what's going on. I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand why, if you wanted to be a real protagonist, you would free the people and send them back to Earth where they can live a normal life. You know, you'd be like, let's get the fuck out of here. Every, yeah, we're gonna be everyone. Cool for let's us just here. go. Why? Like in, on Earth, the inhumans are the fucking guys right. that nobody likes. Right. You know. Let's go there. Why try and upheave and, and throw a monkey wrench into this whole thing that's working for them? Like, you know what I mean? This whole world exists that works for them. And they're going to go there and fucking fight everybody? It doesn't I make think, any I sense. Think a lot of things. <laughs> the, the bigger problem. <laughs> it's like, let's go leave here and go over there and fuck their uh, the perfect society for us over there. It doesn't also, make like any the, sense. I was like, why did I find this boring? Like, th- yeah. that's just a generic thing. You know, I just found it boring. But I think it's a lot of it's to do with the fact that none of the heroes or supposed heroes, none of the royal family is at all either clearly motivated or relatable. Like nothing yeah. is going on. Like Black Bolt doesn't speak. Right. He just He's sits sign, around and thinks. Sign languages. Medusa, her first line is, remember what it was like when we were before we were king and queen? And that's never touched upon, yeah. upon uh, on again. Um, Gorgon is kind of just like a douche. Uh, with Karnak is like uh, not relatable at all. I don't know what the fuck Karnak's go- got going on either. And and the Crystal is like just something to look at. Like there's nothing really no, there's, anyone no, where you're yeah. like. What about the I dog? To that so I was gonna say the, dog is the best character. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. I just remember two things that I actually liked: uh, Lockjaw being one of them. But they clearly like ran out of money to CGI him because they locked him away, uh, so he couldn't do anything. But I, Lockjaw was adorable, and I kind of like that first shot where he's far away and you think it's a little dog. And then he comes forward as this fucking giant dog. The other thing was that one scene where Karnak does get killed, and then you see his powers, where he's he resees the situation. He's like, "Oh, that didn't work. Let's do this," and kind of goes back and takes another shot at it. But then he comes to yeah. Earth and he hits his head, and his fucking powers don't work. So that that that's well, gone. Yeah. That, that that's totally against character for Karnak because Karnak's first off, Karnak's not. He's an inhuman, but he doesn't have any powers. He's one of those. So they 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 fuck that yeah. around too. Yeah. His whole thing is he can see the weakness in everything or find the fault in anything. Right. So he's able to. Well, he's like a strategist. So that's a case, too, though. He sees. He shouldn't have never fallen down a fucking cliff. He should yeah. have seen. Yeah, he didn't that see that shit there's coming. A, there, there's something coming here. <laughs> that's a good right? point. That's a good point. So uh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I always get confused when people lose their powers for no apparent yeah, reason. No apparent like, reason. They work and, then yeah. and they don't work then. And then you see Triton in the beginning, but you barely get to know him. You don't get to know about any of these fucking people. Well, <laughs> You meet two characters yeah. in the beginning, and, and killed. like that, and they're both like gone yeah. with it. Like they're not—they're not even your introduction. No. They're just—it nope. just happened. 
Yeah. Well, the, I was. You mentioned the budget too. It's it's so funny. They lock away Lockjaw. Yeah. Right away, and they shave <laughs> and Medusa's then they hair. Cut her hair off. So <laughs> even okay. So oh my god, there's so many thoughts. The hair. It's it looked okay, like it wasn't great. We bar- it did two, two scenes. She used the hair, and then she gets taken down by fucking clippers. Like, uh, in the yeah, they didn't know like That's special. Weird. It was like just a regular. It clipper looks like that they were from like, sports clips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? And, and there was there was no consistency. Like they her were hair, like inhuman clippers. Like, wouldn't she fight right. back with her fucking <laughs> well, hair? Well, that, that's what I, that's what I was saying. Your, her hair was almost like a hand yeah. in the beginning. She was able to use it like that, but then she's being held by her arms, and then now she can't fight back with well, her the hair. Guy zapped her, but did he take away her powers? Like, what the fuck is going on? And then also, I thought in the comic books, like she can still control her hair even if it gets cut off. She like has a connection. So, but well, seeing it on screen though, yeah. it's it to me. It I'm chalking it up there with fantastic with Mr. Fantastic's oh, powers. Yes, yeah, as a in, it's bit. just really yeah. lame. But you, it's really dude, lame. that scene where he was shaving her hair off. I was fucking laughing my ass off. I was like, because they were playing such dramatic Holy music. Shit, it was so overdone. I was like, I. But, but the thing serious? is, the reason that doesn't work is you you haven't lived with this character at no, all to know the significance the of her first hair. Episode they cut her fucking hair off. And then it's it's ba- it's bacon on you being a fan of the comics and knowing that her hair is important. And then even when they come to Earth, like there's some action scenes and you see Black Bolt blow the thing, but it's just meh. It's like it's not good. No, it, it's it's. I mean, we knew it was cheap, but the choreography, the fight choreography is really cheap. The, the it's sets really, are really bad. Cheap. It's really bad. It's really really. The, all the fights are horrible. Also, yeah, when bad. Gorgon lands in the water, really, the black guy can't swim in humans. Really, that's what you're gonna do. Uh, <laughs> well. The only defense I'd have is there's no water on the moon. I guess, but yeah, okay. Just seemed that but, you know, it, it is a typical black it guy. The, tad, well, the, the best thing, not the best thing. One, another thing I noticed randomly is they are Crystal's apartment. Yeah, like supposed to be yeah. on the city of Adelaide, yeah. this weird city. Yeah. Looks just like some modern chic apartment it in does. like New York City or Oh, LA. you know what really bugged me? But yeah. but then Black Bolt, they have these communicators. Yeah. Where oh, they, like yeah. these watches that are basically no Apple watches. <laughs> Everyone but they had these Apple watches, yeah. but then Black Bolt and they have they have video, they're able to see video in Adelan, but all of a sudden a cell phone comes out and Black Bolt's like Puzzled. He's puzzled. Like, what's like this? what the fuck is this? How do they yeah. know what? He thinks it's a gun. Well, I was like, how do so they? They said they've been watching them, but like, how does she know what a bus is? How do they know what any of this shit is? If they've never been to Earth, they could have been observing. Well, they've been observing, but that's a, that's the inconsistency. Yeah. Is he thought a fucking phone was a gun, <laughs> but yet they were able to ride buses yes. and go to stores yes. and like shop? Yes. Yes, that, and the communicators, like you have a character, they're iPhones, they're, 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 yeah. they're Apple they're, watches, they're like Fitbits. But the thing is. You have a, a character who can't talk and you don't like there's no like texting or beeping thing that he's got to hold it up to his heart. Like there's nothing in the tech that would allow him to communicate more intelligently. Yeah. Like what the what fuck the are fuck? you doing? Who created this? That would be cool if he could text. Right? At you least know? you could I mean, talk to the motherfucker. Well, I, I read an article somewhere that he developed his own sign language. Yes. Yes. In Mount. Yeah. And he yeah. was hoping that this language could eventually if they were got more seasons be up there with like. Dothraki or Klingon, oh, where it's like boy. a new language that he's invented. Oh, he's trying to make a Klingon. Yeah, that's not going to happen, Ansemond. But it, no, no, no. But they don't explain <laughs> no. anybody's characters. Like, if you never read the comic book, you wouldn't know what any of these guys. You don't know that Black Bolt. Like Black Bolt. Also, he killed his parents. Like, oh, what a dick. Like, uh, it was an accident. But still, this is the main antagonist. He kills his fucking family. Well, my my more of my problem with Black Bolt is I I had imagined him to be this regal guy. That like never speaks and yeah. like only speaks when it's super important make, or has like looks. says things. Yeah. But the way this guy's acting, I mean, he's just a fucking buffoon. Yeah. 
He just walks around conf- looking confused the entire time or constipated. Yes, he does. And also, they put him in like, we're back to the tight leather on superheroes. That's uh, You can't know, breathe? What the fuck? Too. Uh, the funniest thing, though, like they hyped that they spent all this money on IMAX cameras. They were going to put all this money in there, yet they hired the guy who admitted himself, the director, that they hired me because I could do things fast and cheap, it was which a waste means of it's IMAX, not good. Really? It was a complete waste. Oh, well, the fucking one thing that really bothered me set design-wise is the fucking cutout of the hallway at eye level. Like, what is the purpose of that? Why do you have yeah, that? I don't know. Just so you could shoot through there? Like, it, it makes no sense. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's so dumb. Like, none of the design makes any sense. Uh, it's just so bland I, I don't and understand... Boring. Well, I mean, the, there's issues with the plot, but I don't understand how they were touting this as an IMAX thing, and it just is so cheaply shot and so right? obviously it's cheap. So obviously cheaply shot. Yeah, it just was. It just if you're gonna do something like that, I don't know. You should not make a big deal out of it and say it's shot yes. in IMAX. It's just <laughs> it's it, horrible. It made it so much worse. It made it so much because you're expecting more, and then you get a lot of sh- tracking shots of hallways and foliage and, and shit like that. <laughs> That's uh, and, uh, I have a couple. But of- it felt very sci-fi. It felt very sci-fi. Yeah, cheap sci-fi. On that yeah, channel yeah. and like, and it felt like they would do these wide shots of like Adelan and it's like complete CGI. Yeah, or like a shot of like Hawaii, like the this the beautiful crater yep, or whatever. Yep. But then they like all the rest of the scenes are these like close-ups where it's just like not wide angles at all. There's no scenery. It's just cheap scenery. Even the shots in Hawaii, I didn't know uh, they probably filmed in Hawaii, but. They made they did a real good job when it wasn't a establishing shot of yeah. making Hawaii look real boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where, where was that a set? Are you cutting back and forth? I, 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 I wouldn't be my uh, surprise if some of those forest scenes were a set. Even like like the fight choreography is so like Medusa fighting that girl and killing her and oh, she's so not bad. dead. It was fucking that girl was actually cute. That girl was very she was, she was very cute. Uh, that and like Black Bolt fighting the cops. There's just this. The, it's so bad. Who was that? Who plays that girl? What was that girl? I don't even know what her fucking name is. But but Iwan Rion, who we I now know as a Ramsey Snow bastard of Bruce. I can't, Bruce believe, it. I can't believe this is the same guy. Wow! Like they gave him the shittiest lines. His big speech at the end. I was just like, whoa, that's fucking rough. That projection effect it's, was so horrible. It's so the lines are horrible. The dialogue is, and his he couldn't even fucking save this shit. It's, it's surprising. Surprising. I'm I'm surprised because he actually, if he was true to like the Maximus, and this was actually something that they put a lot of effort into, he would have been. I great. think he could be an actually yeah. a pretty good Maximus. He's just written so poorly. Everyone's written really well, poorly. His, motiva- yeah. his motivation, first off, is actually something you would kind of root for. Yeah, because he's overthrowing these this royal family that is has this are, outdated system yep, of ruling. Yep, things. yep. But then his motivation is so muddy by the end of it, you're less like, what? What? I don't understand. Like, what? It's Why, so, who am I rooting for here? It's so predictable. Like, you know what's going to happen is they're going to go down and then they're going to learn that they've been wrong and they're going to go back and tell the people that we were wrong and we're better and overthrow Maximus. It's just, it's it's so telegraphed already. Uh, fucking horrible. I, I just feel like if you're going to make a show that is supposed to be like this big deal, you're shooting it on IMAX and it's a, it's a special miniseries or whatever, um, it's supposed to replace Agents of Shield. It should be better than Agents of Shield. Yes, it should be better on like every level. It, this is actually like steps behind. Yeah. It's the first season of Agents of, of Shield, which was, you know, we weren't so great. Uh, you know, very psyched about. Like we're like, okay, that was that was milk toast. So it was even more milk toast than the first season of Agents of Shield. 
and uh, less production value. And, you know, the fight scenes in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are solid. Yes. The camera work is solid. Yeah. Uh, the direction is solid. Yeah. Like, this is like amateur hour compared to Agents of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I got a couple of great uh, lines from our listeners. Jimmy Graben tweeted, Inhumans, so many hallways. And Ron Hahn said, tried watching Inhumans. I was able to power through 13 episodes of Iron Fist. I couldn't get through the first two of this. Now, I, will, you, will you guys continue uh, watching? This one is the first time I'm seriously considering <laughs> just cutting it off right here. If everybody in the show is in bikinis, I'll maybe watch that episode. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll give it, in Hawaii, give it you never one know. more episode. I, I am already done with I it. I know you're done, and yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame anyone who's done. I don't see how these ratings are going to get better next week. It, it's uh, not even, I mean, it's not even that if, it, like I said earlier, it's not even that it offends me so much no. as it, it is just so boring. And, it, and I've watched excluding commercials an hour and a half of footage and nothing grabbed me no. literally nothing nope even even iron fist could grab me yeah yeah in the first yeah. episode even as bad as that as he is in the acting like at least the plot i was like all right where's this going this one i'm like i don't care i mean we're in this world now that we've been exposed to for the past like two or three years of all of this comic book stuff yeah. that's on tv we've seen genre shows We've seen, like, you know, it's the golden age of TV right now, where it's just, like, Netflix and all these shows. So, like, when these shows come out and they're, like, stuck in the past, they're like, this is a show that would have came out in 1999. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is way, it's been groundbreaking. Huge step backwards. But, yeah, it's like, for now, in, in the context that we're watching shit, it's not it's not even par it's subpar in a world of some, game of thrones when this yeah. thing really relies on that kind of drama because you're setting this up as royal drama it's uh they you know you can't anything that you do is just gonna seem like a really well, you're, bad and you're, you're relying on royal drama but you're also i mean you chose adelan which is supposed to be this different so you're supposed to jump into this new world on the moon that's supposed to be exciting and you chose hawaii yeah so yeah. you chose two vent two uh locations that could be exciting if you had money and you weren't trying to do this on the cheap except Adelaide is just boring white boxes well, Adelaide, yeah Adelaide just boring gray <laughs> boxes. boxes there's yeah. no color like everyone is wearing this drab shit it's so just what are you doing and, but like and everyone's wearing these costumes but I'm like those costumes aren't even all that alien yeah, no. There's not like there's nothing, there's nothing like special. Everybody's wearing this like, drab gray like tunic. Yeah, like, that, regal the, about the Asian it. chick running around. I'm yeah. like, wouldn't bat my eye. I mean, other than it being Hawaii and she's wearing leather, I wouldn't yeah. be like that. That outfit's way out there for me. You're like she's clearly not from this planet. No, you right. wouldn't say that. You don't no. get that. Yeah. Ah, wow. Wow. I mean, this is. I mean, the guy, that, it's the show starting off with the guy in the green makeups. I mean, just right there. You're like, God, that looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if he's dead. And uh, I, I, then the whole the whole plot line about they're in the bubble and the moon rover and the girl uh, uh, trying to figure out what the fuck happened. And she sees it's a I, I mean, I'm sure that'll be resolved. But that yeah. went nowhere too. that girl. That went nowhere. Disappeared. Yeah, that was what like, was, you're never going to you're not working here anymore. She's like, you know what? I'm going to leave. And then okay, what? I'm out. That that was uh, that was not in the IMAX premiere. That was some of the extra shit. But it really amounted to nothing. They just had to fucking somebody's watching them. The government. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can watch another episode. It was so, especially after now that I'm powering through Game of Thrones, I'm like, wow, I don't think I can do this anymore with the Inhumans. Uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll give it, if I'm bored, I'll watch the third episode. I ha- It doesn't have a prayer. No. If we, if, 
Who can watch no, this? No, I don't know. I don't know. No, Let's bad. talk about another show that was, compared to Inhumans, uh, fucking a million times better. It's another premiere of a show based on Marvel characters, but it's from Fox, uh, and it's The Gifted. They are X-Men show that actually exists in their X-Men universe, unlike Legion. Right. Uh, that said it was The Outside. Uh, this uh, premiered uh, the day after, and both shows kind of start the same way. You are introduced to a character running because there's people hunting them. And, and in humans, like we said, uh, you don't know who this girl is. She gets shot and dies. You're done. So what the fuck? In this one, though, that you meet Blink. Jamie Chung as Blink. And she is our point of view into the underground mutants. For the listener, by the way, I did not watch this, so... You should. Uh, if, I, if, if I don't talk, it's because I didn't. I don't have anything to say. If you about have this. time, you should watch it because I really, I really enjoyed this. Rugs, what did you think of the gifted? It was one of those things I didn't want to watch. Right, really. And then I was watching it. I'm like, it's not so bad. They're actually like um, the way that I would describe it is they played it as about as good as you can play it. Um, uh, to make like, a new show that's low key. Mutants. Uh, directed that's by same, Brian Singer. Honestly, that's the same feeling I had. Is I just I have no desire to watch this. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it wasn't like there was nothing bad no. about it. It was not. It was. It was. They did an earnest job yes. of trying to make this show. Uh, they the acting was good. The directing was good. The pacing of it was pretty good. Uh, I didn't find anything egregious at all. There's a couple little Easter eggs and little nods yeah. here yeah. and there. It feels like it takes place. In the same world that Logan takes place in that movie, yeah, and that's about it. Um, and, and it was good. I, I might watch another two episodes or three episodes, but as I said, in the in the world that we're living in now, where we have so much of this stuff, it feels like a retread of stuff that we've already seen before. Yeah. So it's hard for me to like be excited about it. You know, I mean, after the Inhumans, like what they did, so many things right that I, I, I really got me while watching Miles this show. Better. Yeah, this is this is actually. You know, uh, par. It's about. It, it's, it's good. At par. Yes. This yeah. one was viewed by four point nine million people, uh, so it beat Inhumans uh, ratings. But yes, on surface, it is your standard family on the run. Uh, father used to hunt mutants. You find out that the kids are mutants. Now he's got to leave. Joins up with the mutant underground. The feds are chasing him. There's Sentinel services, which is, uh, the timeline question is interesting. I like, I agree with you rugs. I think it takes place somewhere, you know, before in this universe of Logan, uh, but after the X-Men movies, like somewhere in the near future, it's definitely cause they mentioned in the show, uh, the X-Men are gone. The brotherhood of evil mutants are gone. Uh, and, what was different is you really get to learn to about these characters. Like they fleshed out the characters. Great. Uh, all the actors were very good. And like, I, you really, I just really got connected with the, with the, uh, the, the cast right away. As a, there's a, there's a cool plight that drives the plot. Yeah. It's like these kids find out they're mutants. And then all of a sudden everything gets, you know, what happens to these kids? What do we do with these kids? So uh, it's a good way to, there's definitely a dramatic push to the to the plot. I like uh, watching the kids discover their powers. We you had a lot of mutants. You had Blink. You had Polaris, who is confirmed by the creator Matt Nix. She's going to be Magneto's daughter. It's going to be referenced in in, in this in this show. Uh, you had Thunderbird. You had Eclipse with the light powers. 
uh, and then you had the kids. And I love how the the boy you really he he seems really powerful, but the, just look, it's that standard thing where the kid it's very Carrie like that. There was a high school scene where the kids getting bullied at a dance, and shit just goes crazy. But like I being that kid when I was going to school, like I can relate to that kid. And man, I wish I could have done that when I was being fucking bullied. It's just like scream and everything just fucking explodes, fire, crazy telekinesis powers. So I mean, they, I thought they did that really well, and uh, the the. Do you think this show has legs? I think though? it has a lot more potential than fucking Inhumans. I absolutely do. Yeah, but that's not saying much. I mean, <laughs> Inhumans true. has got nothing going for They've, it. You know, they start the Sentinels thing. I think you you can grow because it kind of had a cool Fox action show feel, kind of like it reminded me of Twenty Four a little bit in a good way. Uh, so I enjoyed the action. Brian Singer did a good job directing. Uh, you get that feel of some of his movies. And this one, I am excited to, to watch again and see where it goes. Absolutely. All right. I got a rug down. Okay, for here you. we go. Here's the rug down. All right. You can clearly see the difference between Disney Marvel and Marvel at Fox. Yes, this is very important. All right. Um, Fox is willing to do things a certain way. Um, that's a little bit more risky and a little bit more um, fun yeah. than what Marvel's doing. Marvel seems to play it really safe, especially with the Disney thing and all of this kind of like, it really feels like corporate and really vanilla, all the Marvel stuff that's coming out on TV, especially. Yeah. Uh, the movies, the, you know, of course, they're successful in their own right and, you know, no one's been able to top what they do at the movies, but because they have this formula, they built this whole thing. But on TV, it's kind of more even ground, right? So, like, Marvel doesn't really have uh, anything on that's besides Netflix. And those shows are starting to show their weakness, too. So, there's something weird about Marvel on TV. And uh, Fox just did uh, Legion, yeah. which was amazing. Yep. And they're doing Gifted. And this is... I'm not going to say it's on the level of Legion, because it's not as... Legion takes so many risks and does so many crazy ass things. Um, but the gifted seems like a, a pretty solid show from what I, from what I'm seeing right now. So it's just, you can see the difference between Marvel owned by Disney piloted by Disney a, a, on TV and Fox who's doing Marvel stuff. That's a little bit better, a little bit edgier and a little bit more adult. It's a very good point. We knew when Disney bought Marvel, we're like, when are we going to see the effects of this? We, you know, you kind of knew and you didn't. I didn't want to admit it, but like they're going to Disneyfy this. Well, you saw what they did with Spider-Man. Yes, yes. And look at the edgy shit Fox giving us fucking Logan, R-rated Wolverine. Marvel never would have done that. Like you said, Legion, very edgy. And this Deadpool, Deadpool Dead another one. And The Gifted, I thought this was a very solid pilot. Like I, I, I it really hooked me. And uh, I'm in for the ride. I, I, I already like these characters. I want to learn more about them. I want to hang out with them. I want to see what happens to this family. Uh, it was a very good job. But that is this is really interesting uh, that we're, we're now kind of seeing the difference between the Disney Marvel and well, Fox Marvel. It, it, it's pretty visible because it's, it's by the same company. It's Marvel. Yeah. And so you can't be like, oh, this is DC. And no, this is Marvel. These are Marvel characters. They exist in the Marvel Universe. They come from that Marvel brand. So two different companies, you could totally see the contrast. It's there. It's as bright as day. And also what's got to be taken into consideration, especially with both of these shows, uh, Kevin Stencils posted this great article from Decider on our Facebook group, is the the fact that Marvel 
sold the rights to the X-Men uh, in the late 90s so they can make right before they made the X-Men movie. This title, this article is titled Marvel's Silent War, How Inhumans and the Gifted Prove the X-Men Can Never Be Replaced. So, you know, they sell their shit. Very well-written article. It's a great article, and it has a great breakdown of the timeline of how Marvel Comics has been kind of trolling Fox uh, with their the characters they own and how they wanted to make the Inhumans their version of the mutants they can use in their cinematic universe because they, they don't own the rights. And the big irony being Stan Lee, Jack Kirby invented both of these factions of people, one being a race that's like, you know, that's a, a analogy for racism, maybe homophobia. The other one being more of a regal group of people that are genetically altered also. Uh, but Marvel stopped printing X-Men comic books. They also, they got rid of the Fantastic Four entirely. They were totally trolling them. And now just recently they've started uh, X-Men titles coming back. But, you know, there was that time where Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in the comic books were retconned to not be the children of Magneto. And then you see them as Avengers in the uh, Age of Ultron as uh, miracle children. So all these interesting little shenanigans in this back and forth. Marvel just wishes they had the mutants. And I think Fox now really is... Is right like they did, to give they back. did an event in humans versus the X-Men. They yes. did uh, an event where the inhuman terrogenesis is now killing the mutants. Right. It, uh, it, it, in it, comics. This is all comics. But yeah, the, the, the comics, big thing yeah. from this article, which was very well done, is that um, the mutants are always be a little bit more relatable than the inhumans because the inhumans is a family that's out there. It's a regal family on the moon. Yep. That's not yep. at all relatable. The X-Men yep. are people down here on yep. Earth yep. that are going that are being disowned by their families because they're different you could be one that could be you it could be your brother but i would argue that they had an opportunity to create another x-men uh and they failed miserably in the inhumans yes no because they had the factor okay you have okay yes you have this race that's living on the moon that's regal and shit but the fact what they did in agents of shield where Terrogenesis was happening all over the world and yeah. people were getting normal that's like as, as mutant as you can get yeah yeah so it's just the origin is different but the characters are just lame yeah you know they don't have any compelling compelling characters and of course you're not gonna be able to to, to mess with Wolverine or any of those great characters like that we, we love so much so it, it's crazy that uh Marvel could not Strike lightning twice and creating characters that the, were the only thing I would say is I don't know how the I can't I haven't seen how the sales are doing but um, according to this article the Inhumans comics lines are is, is the deepest it's ever been they've uncanny Inhumans all new Inhumans yeah. Miss Marvel Karnak and Black Bolt they've got nine eight nine comics out right now that are Inhumans and they got solo titles like Miss Marvel is a great Inhuman character I would love to see her done but these royal this fantasy royal family is not relatable. They they had a chance, as Rug Boy says. Though they yeah, had, yeah. They, they they and it still could be solved. It's just it's too close though to. They X-Men. need to get away from the the, the royal family. They, they yes, they, absolutely. I agree. They need to yes. distance themselves yeah. from that because I never liked the royal family. Yeah, I, yeah. Black Bolt and all that stuff. I never really saw them as a cool team. I just thought Black Bolt's uniform looked cool and everything yeah. else. I didn't really like. I never liked Medusa's hair. And anybody else, I can't even name any other Inhumans pretty much off the top of my head like that I like. So um, they could have made all new characters and just revamped everything and started fresh. Because like, if you're fucking 
you lose like your main property, X Men. It's a fucking huge property. Yeah. Like you, and you're not gonna get them back because Fox is gonna keep making movies. They got to do something. Well, the big problem with the Inhuman main characters is one, everyone's gonna think they're it's a X Men ripoff. Two, yeah. <laughs> the big conflict in the Inhuman family is Black Bolt and Maximus. Well, Black Bolt can't talk. Yes. Also, that's it. Seems like very copying of Thor and Loki, which is also done way better. Oh yes. yeah, the brothers, oh, yeah. the brother it's trying the to usurp the thing. other one. Yeah, this I don't know why they were so hot and heavy yeah, for they the humans. Just distance themselves totally from that yeah. and start anew. Like why you could just start on a team that forms organically of people that find each other on Earth, and then they they just have each other's backs, and they're like cool. I smell, you know how we talked about how like Marvel's TV separated from Marvel Studio. They're different. And this is like Ike Perlmutter's like got a hard on to get these things on the screen for some reason. Like there's got to be some fucking politics because it doesn't make any sense. Like how you could make this and watch it and be like, that's good. Yeah, let's air this. Let's put it in IMAX. Really? Really? Uh, watch The Gifted. Great show. Kevin Stencils. Thank you for that article. All right. Let's talk about something really, really good. And that's Game of Thrones. So tell the listener where, what, where, if they're following, where if you, you are where following, you're, what along, you're reviewing right now, or what we're going to talk about. Last episode, I left off at season three, episode seven. So I have watched the rest of season three and all of season four. Oh, oh shit! The last thing I saw, the last episode of season four, Arya by herself sailing off to Bravos. After flashing that iron coin, being like Valar Margulis, and the guy's like, "Oh yes, come in. Here's a cabin. Absolutely, come with us." All right. Let me let me so, ask you questions then. Yes. Seeing as you've watched a lot, and you, if it were up to you, you'd narrate the whole thing. Oh my God! There's so, so many things happened. Where do we start? What was your most shocking thing that happened? Well, look. I think we got to start with the the episode titled "Reign of Castamere," better known as the Red Wedding. The Red Wedding. Uh, so because I knew like I was on to the episode nine things, I knew something big was going to happen in episode nine. And I kind of knew everyone gets slaughtered at the wedding, but I didn't know the, any of the details. And uh, I even said last episode, funnily enough, where I was like, uh, Talisa's pregnant, but I don't know if this baby's going to get born. She could be dead next episode. Sure enough, two episodes later <laughs> at fucking Walter Frey's wedding. And I, it was so great because they, they foreshadowed this so well in the episode, like so many little things. We're, we're giving you cues. Walter Frey clearly was pissed the whole time, even though his daughter's getting married. You could just see him stewing and 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 the doors close and and this music starts and and Lady Stark looks up and you're like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? And then like when they just stabbed Talisa in the stomach, I was like, oh fuck. And then what happened was even crazier. Everyone dies. Now I know this was a huge moment in Thrones lore. I want to know, Anthony, when you got to this episode, you didn't know anything. What what was your reaction? So I want to be like, I want to really, I'm really lucky that I'd never heard. Yes. Yes, you are. What was going to happen. Yeah. Because when this fucking happened, I I think I texted Imran immediately. I texted a few people. The Red Wedding, when Talissa gets stabbed in the stomach and all the shit goes down, I literally screamed at the t- TV, oh no! <laughs> like, like literally, like, oh, shit. A genuine reaction of horror. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, and I haven't screamed at the TV 
for something that is fiction in a very, very long time. <laughs> I was completely shocked. And the episode, I mean, as seeing that all happen, I literally like I, I, I'm able to power through and just watch another episode, watch another episode. Yeah. This one, I had I sat there for a while yeah. Yeah. and just had to like recollect everything. And I was like, Rob was my boy. Yeah. This was my favorite character. And he just died. And I, and I, I was even, I mean, I knew I was going to keep watching, but for a second or two, I was like, I just need to let I don't this know. Sit. I don't know if I want to yeah. watch this anymore. Oh my God. Wow. You, you, I was you that disappointed. You lost all, isn't that great? Yeah. You lost all hope. You were sitting there going, all right, these motherfucking Starks, they're, they're, they're coming back, man. Yeah. They're going to have another kid. Right. The, the legacy's going to live on. And then they just, they just fucking take that all away from you. And then you feel like completely without hope. And you're like, how do we recollect ourselves? After this, yeah, how do we fucking beat these motherfuckers? After this, the fucking and, uh, that's exactly what I was. Th- yeah. And I was like, and at that at that point in the show, I was like, I liked all these other characters, but I was like, I don't, I don't know how we're gonna do this. Like, uh, how are we how how are we gonna get revenge? But, but did who, it get you back in? Did it pull you back in? I am. Pull, you, oh yeah, I'm pulled back in. Of course. Yes. Dude, did I, you, did, but that yeah. that was that was a hard. That, I, that was by far even up to this point. I'm I'm almost done with season six. Did it make it's, Walking Dead feel like a like a little bitch? Oh, Walking Dead, Walking <laughs> yes. Dead sucks. Makes it feel yeah. like oh, someone's child. gonna die this season. Like oh, someone, everybody dies yeah. all the time. Right, Rex. <laughs> do you remember like, what you what 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 was your reaction when you first oh, saw that? I was like, first of all, I I, I liked Talisa, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. I liked her. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, oh, Rob Stark's dead. I'm like, and the mom, I'm like, the mom, I didn't care that. Yeah, I I actually didn't mind the mom dying. Yeah, I was like, all right, not enough for her. But like, uh, I was just, I I was just like, so like, all right, who am I going to, after, I was like, who am I going to root for now? That's exactly what I was thinking. Like the sisters, like, where the fuck are we going to, who's going to rise up? I'm like, oh, Jon Snow is still there. I was like, there's four Starks Uh, left. At at that point, you're like, Jon Snow is there, but you're like, He's he's not leaving Castle Black. No, like, he's not. Like I was like, there's no one. Like you got Bran, who's nothing. a cripple, and that other boy that nobody even knows, and then Arya and Sansa, and uh, dude. Well, but- that's when you start to realize that that Daenerys is so important. Yes. But yeah. At this point in the show, I was like, I like Daenerys, but she's so far removed from this being a personal thing for her that I'm yeah. like, I like her, but it's never going to mean as much as if Rob would have fucking killed Joffrey. Right, you know, yeah. it, 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 even now I'm I'm kind of bitter that it's not Rob <laughs> sitting on the fucking yes. Iron Throne and he's fucking dead. You right. you wanted that revenge so bad, well, even the way they... so, because Rob was so. I mean, he he was a fucking idiot, but yeah. he, he was great. Like he was an honorable person. He he was doing the right things he really in terms of himself. honor. It's, I mean, he, he could not play that. He could not play the political game at all. And he lost. His dick got him in trouble, though. His because of Talisa is the the catalyst that just sent. No, well, it's not only that. There's a scene earlier when they had. What was the catalyst for the red wedding, though? Like I I don't remember. So it was. There's a couple things. It was. He was supposed to marry Walder Frey's daughter, and Walder because he let him pass through the twins, but he married Talisa instead. So he broke that pact. He also set off the Boltons because the Bolton Roose Bolton. Yeah. they had the Lannisters captured. They had a couple Lannisters. Roos was like, 
I can get info out of them if you just let me torture them, basically. Yeah. And Rob is like, no, no. Like he's like, we we will not do that. That's not anything we'll do. We treat them like humans. We'll feed them food. He also pissed off the car starks by cutting yes. off the car stark oh, that's right. leader's His head. head. So yes. he fucked yeah, and they over left. three houses that were supporting uh, him. Uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. So how? Did, yeah. He, he had to get his comeuppance at some point. He just wasn't. He he he. He was a great war strategist, a great human being, terrible at great, the political game, terrible great, at the Game I, of Thrones. Great at battle, also. I mean, he was uh, you yeah, know war, better soldier. Great stra- no war. The young wolf. He was one of the best yeah. war strategists. If you want to watch the actor who plays Rob Stark in another series, yeah. watch the Medici series on Netflix. Oh, pretty good. Medici. Oh. Even the way they filmed, like when the mom died, you thought that she made it, and the very last thing, she's standing there, and guy just comes up, cuts the throat, and then it cuts the black. You're like, holy shit! No music at the end, and you just you have to sit there. And you just have to sit like, there. Oh, what the fuck happens? Yeah. Oh, you what? just got owned. It was great. And what the fuck happens is that they don't waste time right away. Season four, second episode, Joffrey's killed in another. That was, how a, did you feel about that? That was a great episode. And I, uh, they, they really played up how much of a, it's called the purple wedding. They love how they played up how much of a dick he was. Give uh fucking picking on Tyrion. And then uh, we don't know. Who Did, were you as surprised on that one? I mean, that one was coming. I didn't think it would happen that way. Uh, so here's the one thing about this episode. Uh, years ago, when it aired, I randomly saw this episode at my friend's house. Uh, uh, I I was just there, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna watch Game of Thrones." I was like, "Okay," and I but I forgot about the Joffrey bit. I remember the beginning of it. And I forgot it ended with Joffrey dying, but that was fucking satisfying, dude. It was very satisfying. I was very happy. I was like, good, finally. Someone took this fuck out, but I didn't. And you don't know who it is for a while. And you discover that it was all Grandma Tyrell and Littlefinger and maybe even Tywin Lannister in on the plan. No. You don't think it was Tywin? No, it was not Tywin. It was uh, Littlefinger who also killed John Aaron. So you start to see Littlefinger is pulling a lot more strings than you think. Let me let me jump in for the purple yes, yes. real quick. So I didn't know it was happening this episode, yeah. but unfortunately, on YouTube, I looked up one scene, and then the next video suggested was Joffrey dying. Oh no! So I knew that he was going to die. So that yeah. kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, didn't expect it to happen this way. I have to say. I disagree, Imran. Although I'm happy he got a little, he was fucking choking on his own spit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. was not happy that he died that really? way. Really, I wanted to see. Yeah. I wanted to see Arya kill him. He was yeah, yeah I, like like uh, Rugboy. He was on Arya's list. Yeah. Sansa could have yeah. fucking killed. Yeah. I wanted to see a Stark fucking kill that guy. That's a good yeah. point. He didn't really suffer for what he. Well, how he much suffered. He, he definitely. I mean, the guy was fucking there, suffered. Was that the episode where there was a fight? Uh, like a, a fight performance or something like that no, he he was reenacting the war with the, of the five with the, kings with the, with the, little, with the, with the little dwarfs people. with the dwarfs yeah and uh okay. he was being i mean he was being at his dickish <laughs> tops yes. then there's uh oh then that, later is the trial by combat yes that yes. is fucking awesome however let's not pass over the fact that jamie lannister like rapes his sister next to the body of their kid <laughs> that's fucking twisted. It's pretty fucking depraved. Very depraved. Yeah, at, at that point, you're you're starting to like Jamie, yes. and then he do, and, and then, then he bangs his sister shit. next to his dead son. And, um, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Is a- I think he was trying to like console her. You he know, was. 
He was trying, but that's the only thing that works. Is the he meat. was trying to console her? It had been so long. He was. He didn't know any other way to deal with yeah. it than to just bang. It had, been, it had been so long, and they haven't done anything. And uh, oh, I was that like, was a, that was a very strange. That was scene. very hard to watch. I was like, oh my yeah, god, I can't condone it on any level. Happening? But I just don't know. I yeah, that was just a weird thing to watch. So Tyrion is being railroaded, and uh, the the whole trial scene is great because they do. Uh, Jamie makes a deal with Tywin and uh, it's so great. He's like, I'll give all this up to be the heir. And Tywin's like, sure, done deal. Good. We're just going to send him to the wall. And, uh, fucking Tyrion impulsive. And Shay shows up, pushes him over the edge. Yeah. Tyrion's not actually, I'll take, take that back. Tyrion's not impulsive. Uh, he's not. No, he is very calculated. He he only reacts like that because he realizes he is basically fucked. Yeah, well, when Shay, when the, Shay yeah. starts talking to him, there's two moments in the season where he gives in to his impulse and freaks out, and that's when he completely screws up the plan. He was free. He's like, I want a trial by combat. Oh, it's so good, and we get to he, meet his whole his whole. I confess to being a dwarf, and you being hating me, and I won it all. You should all should have burned or whatever in that wildfire. Like him being like, I saved all of you. Yeah. Oh and yeah. You all the, are all fucking me now. He's like I would kill every one of you. Yeah. But he had, <laughs> that was awesome. He had such great moments uh, telling this. Everyone telling the story of like when he was a baby and Cersei like pinched his penis and his dad <laughs> wanted to kill him and Cersei wanted to kill him every time. Like Jamie, will, Jamie and Tyrion's relationship was nice. It was so great because he really they really did care for each yeah, other. They're brothers. They're bros. He, the, so. The trial, fucking amazing. Uh, JB won't do it because he's like, I, I can't do it with my left hand. I'm not that good. Um, and we've met Prince Oberon. Of Bron the, won't the, do it either. Bron won't do it because he, that was hilarious. That was came out of nowhere. He's like, oh, I'm getting married. I'm giving up the life. I don't do this anymore. I was like, what? Really? Jesus, Bron. Uh, you're the drunk fucking whores uh, every episode. And now he's like a good man. Uh, Prince Oberon of Dorne. Very interesting character. I think he just didn't want to fight the uh yeah, the no, he, didn't, he didn't want to fight the mountain. That's what he it was. Know, he, yeah, so yeah, he, he, he ain't trying to die. <laughs> He's Cersei trying to picks, die there. Cersei has the mountain. I got info on this guy. Fucking guy is huge. And Oberon mm-hmm. goes to Tyrion and he's like, Look, I came here to kill the fucking mountain and to kind of get back at Tywin Lannister because I killed my sister and her kids. And that fight scene was amazing because first he's flipping the pole around, and I'm like, this dude is so dead. What are you doing? What are you doing? All that fancy shit. And he's got a poison thing and, you, and he gets him. And then he gets cocky. <laughs> and then he gets cocky. But he was so great where he's like, you say your name. You killed my sister. You raped her. And then he gets cocky and the mountain fucking squishes his head. Oh, shit. Pops it like a cantaloupe. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, what a finish there. Wow. That was, such a that, that was, a that was another scene. Not, I mean, nothing's going to beat the Red Wedding for me, but that was another scene where I'm like, we're fucked. Yeah. I love Tyrion and we're yes. fucked. And now we're, we're di- fucked. How the fuck are we getting out of this one? Is the, he's going to be sentenced to fucking uh, to yeah. die because uh, stupid Oberon. Game of Thrones, you fucked me again. Wow. We're but fucked. Jamie, last minute, he's like, look, I, you're my brother. I love you. Make your way up that door. Uh, up the stairs, knock twice. Varys has got a boat. You'll be fine. And Going to Essos, it. baby. Going to Essos, and fucking Tyrion looks up the stairs, and he walks the other way. And I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Uh he another crazy impulsive move, only because he goes to his father's chamber and finds fucking Shay there. 
Shay is fucking Tywin Lannister. She thinks it's him. She calls him my lion. And I was like, uh, yeah. oh, fuck. And he fucking Well, the choked. irony, too, is that Tywin's been berating yes. Tyrion the entire season about fucking whores. Yes. Fucking his whore. And he takes his girl and he chokes her, kills her with her necklace and shoots Tywin Lannister on the shitter. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. What? A, I don't think Tywin expected that. How is his what ending? What a great way to go. What a great way to go for well, such a best, beast. Best, death. The best part about that is the guy that plays Tywin is fucking fantastic. He's so good. And so up until up until he gets shot in with the arrow in the, in the chest, the way he's acting, he's like, come on, Tyrion, you're really not going to fucking shoot me, dude. Give me the... It's basically like, give me the gun. Yeah. Give me the gun, give dude. The gun. You're, you're not... Down. You, ha- you don't have it in you to kill me. He thought he could talk his way out of it, and and for a second, and the whole time, really, I was like, "Shoot him! Shoot him! Fucking shoot him! Shoot him already!" Oh, it was, it, what what a, a redemption moment for Tyrion, dude! Uh, you just really feel for the hate his family has for him, and then he takes off, gets put in a box, but that was crazy. Uh, what else? Where do you, well, let me ask you this before we. Where do you think Tyrion? What do you think Tyrion's next story is? Well. Look, he's got, he's got to go somewhere and just like become his own king. I think he goes east to the free people and uh, and uh, just starts a business or starts getting power there. Just if I was him, I'd be like, go east, live your life, fucking smoke some drugs that they got out there, and just hang out and be cool. <laughs> go to find an opium den. What is his motivation now? Jamie You'll helped see. him. You'll she, see. It's, the, I just wanted to see where you think it's going. The woman he loved is dead. He's still married to Sansa Stark. Technically, technically they're still yes. married. Yep, and they are uh, married. I just feel like he need. I'm sure some shit will happen because Varys is helping him out. But you can't trust Varys, just like you can't trust fucking Littlefinger. Those two that guys. That one scene. I don't know sliding. if it was in in the span where you watched it. Yeah. Um, but the one scene where they get married and Sansa and, and Tyrion, yeah. and she's like. All right, get, like she's getting undressed. I'm like, oh yeah, and he's all drunk, and she's yeah. like, well, we're gonna have to fuck, and it's like yeah. the saddest fuck it's that's so- about to happen <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah, and luckily, I mean, he doesn't do it. He's like, I, was like, I can't. Oh, this is stop. this is such I, a sad. Like, I can't do this. Sex turns me on, and this does not. This none of this is gonna. But the whole thing about Tywin needed a boy heir, and Jamie's in the Night's Guard, and he was his only hope. And as much as they wanted to kill him, they really needed him to continue. Tyrion? Yeah, the Lannister yeah. line. Uh, wow. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, okay. So, uh, who, who, where do you want to go next? Do you want to go right to the, uh, the, the battle at Castle Black? Well, again, episode nine on the Game of Thrones, the second to last episode of the seasons, they like to give you something fucking crazy. So, season one, episode nine, Ned Stark's head cut off. Season two, episode nine, a bat, awesome, the Blackwater battle, which reminded me a lot of this episode. Season three, episode nine, Red Wedding. Season four, episode nine, the fucking attack on the wall with giants and mammoths, which is way better than the other. Yes, the one it gets that, bigger. It's even better. Yes, it's a wider scope than Blackwater. So up up to up to that episode, I was like Blackwater. I remember Rugboy was like, "It's gonna get better." Yeah, and I was like, after that episode, I was like, "Holy fuck, it got a lot better." I they love, really put yeah. some money into this now. I love how they teased it all season where Mance Raider is like, I'm going to light the biggest fire the North has seen. That is your sign. You, you, know, the, you know the shot that fully got me? It's not the giant. It's not the giant shooting an arrow. It's not the, the, the avalanche on the wall. It's the one tracking shot where they follow Jon Snow yes. battling in yes. Castle Black. I'm Dude, like, 
Sold me. It's on my What head. an amazing, choreographed, brutal battle scene. First of all, Kit Harrington, amazing with a sword. Like, his sword play is so good. It reminded me of the shitty Defender scene in the basement where the camera yeah. dragged. And I was like, this this is what I wanted that to be. You could tell the scope of this, how big this fucking set is, how many people that had to be in the right place doing uh, stage fighting, which is really dangerous if you fuck it up it's and you're like not paying attention. It's like a cinematic movie. Yes. That, really that, that's, that was movie quality, the way they did that. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So the whole, you know, the plan of attacking from both sides. Egret killed. What an amazing, touching scene uh, at the end because she, she Almost had, took me out of it. Dude, she had many chances to kill him and she couldn't when do it. When she's holding him... When she's he's holding her yes. and everyone oh. in the battle still going on, I'm oh like, my oh, this god, a little, almost takes me out of it. Oh, like, I see. You, you too do much. not have cha- a chance to mourn her in the middle of this battle. Well, th- if there's arrows flying everywhere, like what? How do you have all this time to just sit there with her? But great, great death for you, Grit. Yeah, I felt bad for the for the Jon Snow fucking mammoths, giants. <laughs> These fucking giants, and the guy shoots the arrow. That guy just goes flying like hundreds of feet back, like a cartoon. That was fucking great. You know what they did? That was great. I was I was watching this battle on the wall, and they're, they're they're these guys are starting to climb, and they're shooting arrows, and they're dropping oil buckets. I'm like, they need a thing that like they drop and it scrapes the ice. And what do they do? They fucking give me the scythe, which is a giant anchor that drops and scrapes them off the wall. Geek boner. I was I was just <laughs> thinking they need a weapon like that, and then they fucking did it. And then I was like, how are you gonna reuse it? And he's like. Hoist it back up. I was like, oh, sweet. Ah, I got you. Up, at, at this point in the show, I was not all that impressed by Jon Snow's storyline. I found yeah. it to be kind of boring, to be honest with you. Yeah. This was the episode, though, where I'm like, he takes I'm, I'm in on Jon Snow yeah. now. Fucking. I'm in on, on his character. I mean, the part where he kills that uh, that crazy thin with the fucking hammer. There, this oh, episode, yeah. there, were, there, were, there were like more than a few times where I went, oh, yeah. oh. Like, <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> that guy and that guy—he got the shit beat out of him. But uh, and the, the, it was sad. Egret got killed by that kid, the who, little boy. How does? Here's my one question. This has bugged me ever since the beginning of the show. That elevator up the wall. How the fuck is it? Who's, how's that powered? Where are you? How are you fucking making this elevator go up and they down? Push it up. No, they, the kid just—he fl- flips a switch back and forth, and then it goes. I Counterweights. They, yeah. Uh, okay. I guess that. I guess I'll. I'll do you, do you think Egret was going to kill John? There? No, I don't. She hesitated many times. She that other time she shot three arrows at him, and she is an amazing shot. Uh, they were in kill shots, and she hesitated as much as she wanted to kill him. She loved him. I don't think she could have done it. Any other character that would have killed Egret, I would have been like, "Fuck you." Yeah. But it seems it was that little kid that saw his family get slaughtered by wildlings. I was like, "Wow, this is just tragic all around." Plus, Jon Snow like told him like pick up a weapon. Like he kind of yeah. No, it's just a tragic thing. Yes, and he can't be mad at the kid. The kid's no, just not, doing, the, doing the right thing. But, uh, wow, episode 9 was great, and then episode 10 was also great. There's still so much to talk about. Ah, uh, fuck. Where do we want to go next? Uh, Arya. Oh, yeah, okay. Your show, man. Jesus Christ. Arya and the Hound and Brienne, uh, that was a pretty great storyline. Arya uh, and the Hound? Yes, because you oh, yeah. see, I knew he kind of wanted to take care of her. He's kind of like a father figure, but he's also wants to sell her. Like he's, it's also a payday for him. And the the best is when they show up finally to the eerie, and he finds out that uh, Lisa Stark is dead, and Arya just starts laughing because he's not going to get paid. She's oh, just yeah. laughing at him. And then Brianna Tarth beats the shit out of him. I don't think great. he's. That was another great one on one. That was battle. great, dude. That was great. The fact that they, because Brienne and Podrick have like hooked up, and uh, 
great. They're very matched. I thought they were all like, these guys are both kind of matched. You know, the, the, this point in the show, Ariane Nahalan and Brienne and Podrick, this part of the show is really when I started realizing how much I enjoy the random character pairings that they'll do. Yes. So they'll yes. pair up Ariane Nahalan or Brienne yes. and Podrick or Brienne yes. and Jamie earlier. Yes. Yes. Or, you know, so and so and so yes. and so. And it's just like, Man, I love seeing just having two characters on screen that don't know each other just starting to interact. They do a really good job with that. And yeah, and and uh, they they love throwing like weird combinations, but it works. Uh, so I don't think the Hound is dead because we didn't see him actually die. You don't think he's dead? I don't think he's dead. Arya, uh, he wanted Arya to Why kill, she kill him. Uh, because, uh, mm, I don't know. I think she kind of cares for him too, and she's like, "I'm just gonna let you die on your own." I don't know. Yeah, I, I interpreted as she was, she didn't want to give him a, uh, she didn't want to put him out of his misery. If he was going to die, she wanted him to be the suffer. Mo- was going to be suffering death. Man, yeah. that's rough. And he even goes, another name off your list. Go on. I was like, get on with it. Get on with it. Then he's just yelling, "Kill me!" as she walks away. Yeah. And uh, ends up on the boat. Uh, Speaking I don't know of pairings, yes. Would uh, any update on your Theon and Ramsey? Oh, yeah. So now we know who is torturing Theon, and it's Roos Bolton's bastard, Ramsey Snow. And Anthony, you explained the names to me because I was like, well, are they, is he related to Jon Snow? What's the deal? It's you get a, if you're a bastard in any one of the seven kingdoms, you get your designated a name depending on which kingdom you were born in. So if you're in the north, you, you automatically become a snow. That's really cool. You I like that. You don't have your last name. You're Snow. But you're, Bruce, you're Bruce, marked as a bastard. The you're, end, that's the how they know. And uh, Roose Bolton just does make him an official uh, Bolton at one point. But, wow, he has deprogrammed Theon, and now he is known as Reek, and he is a meek little fucking puppet, and his dad is like, uh, what did you do to him? I was going to trade him to get that moat, you fucking idiot. Now what? And then just the the torture that he makes Reek pretend he's Theon Greyjoy again, confusing the shit out of him. And the fact that Yara's rescue does not work. He won't even leave. He's so fucked up. Doesn't know who he is. What did you think of? uh, So the last episode in 10 of season four. Yes. um, Jon Snow's going out to talk to Mance Raider by himself. Stannis Baratheon shows up. Yeah, your boy Stannis shows up uh, with a new army. With a big fucking army, and uh, they take Mance, and uh, Jon Snow tells him, "I'm look, I'm, I'm Ned Stark's bastard son," and he asks him for advice. And look, Stannis has got to listen to Jon. I mean, uh, Ned Stark's the reason why Stannis has the birthright. He's the one that brought it up to him. Yeah, St- the Baratheons and the Starks will always be their buddies. Close. They're yeah. buddies. So uh, I thought that was interesting. I don't know where that's gonna go, but he's like what would your dad do? And he's like, I think I would question my dad would question him and uh, find out what he knows. And he goes, I, and he would always also burn all the bodies before nightfall. Trust me. <laughs> you don't want them out. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was interesting after the battle. Cause they could have kept did attacking. Guys, did you guys have to see the choice yet that Melisandre was involved with? With, with G- Gendry? Gendry? No, I don't want to say anything. I don't want, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, I don't uh, know which one you're talking about. Yeah, there's something that goes on with Melisandre that she's involved with that's a pretty big... Uh, well, she just she kidnapped moment. Gendry and she burned the leeches with those people's names. And one by one, those people that they named are starting to die. So you're like, how much of this is because of this magic? Well, the, the usurpers, right? It They're was uh, Rob yes. Stark. Yep. Who Joffrey. else was a usurper? Joffrey was Joffrey one of them. Joffrey died. The other one he said was Balin Greyjoy. 
Oh uh-huh. yeah, dude! Like a dozen people, a dozen main characters die in this season and last season combined. Like that's a yeah. lot. Uh, okay, a couple more. Let's check in with Daenerys, who is on her way to build an army. She's got the Unsullied. She's got the second son, uh, and she's freeing slaves. And she ends up at Marine, and then she starts to find out that uh, the, her little revolts are kind of returning back. The masters are coming back into power, and she's learning how to queen. Which is a lot of sitting around and listening to complaints. Very good complaints by the slaves. She crucifies the masters, uh, like just like they crucified the kids. And then, like, some of their sons show up. They're like, look, well, you crucified my dad. What am I supposed to do? And the one slave is like, I kind of want to go back to being uh, a slave. Uh, can you, uh, can we do that? <laughs> it's yeah, like, that's, that's one of those. Um, it reminded me, that scene reminded me of. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah, with when the old man Brooks. Yeah, when yeah, he gets Brooks. out of jail, and that's all he's known his entire life, and he's so, like, "Yeah, I want to go back to jail." Yeah, <laughs> like uh, that. That is a real thing. There's no world for an old man out here. When 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 you don't ease transition like that, it when you just do it like, at the blink of an age, eye. Though, when you're old, especially when you're well, old. Well, yeah, but also like just doing it that quickly, there's right. going to be a lot right. of road yep. uh, bumps in the road. Yep. And he's like, the young slaves are cool with this new way of life you got, but they pick on us and uh, we don't want it. Uh, so also her, her dragons are, are, are becoming teenagers and kind of acting out and uh, frying uh, not only goats, but fucking little kids also, <laughs> which is what one of the slaves brought a burnt body of his daughter. And he's like the black dragon uh, just burned her and she changed the two of them. The third one is still out, nowhere to be found. So. That was that was a that was a nice scene because she really didn't want to do that, but the you got to make these hard decisions. Yeah, she's uh, she's in a kind of a holding pattern at yeah. this point. She still has an army. Oh, and fucking Mormont is uh, outed as the spy he is, given the the scoop to Varys. That was that was sad. That was rough. Felt bad for her. Yeah, I mean they have been together since the beginning, since like the first episode, first season. And she like, loves her. I think he loves her because she fucked that other guy and he went by him and he's like, uh, what the fuck is this? Uh, she loves him, but not that way. Uh, but now, I mean, this is complete betrayal. I don't know how he, there's no coming back from this in the eyes of Daenerys. Uh, but she has Missende and the Grey Worm and they got a little thing going on. That was nice. Dude's got no dick, but he's still got some game. Yeah, apparently he still has interest. And, uh, oh, absolutely. You know, even though I am, uh, I am not afraid to die, yeah. I am afraid that I will not see Missende from the aisle. <laughs> he saw her naked. He liked it. Yeah. She liked it. Uh, I enjoyed that. The yeah. uh, brand is great. So she's in hot the, as fuck. The, yeah, she's hot. Uh, Jojen Reed dies at the end. The, the one warg and Bran finally makes it to the fucking tree. He saw on his vision, and there's a dude in the tree. They're fighting the guy, the skeletons from Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, is that what that is? That's pretty fucking badass. Those skeletons are crazy. They're, they're whites. Did you guys see like the little fairy people? Uh, yes. The, the children. Those are the children. The children. Yeah. That are like, they're like, we've been here before the first of men and we're a lot older. And uh, uh, I love when Bran goes into Hodor and just starts fucking shit up because he knows how to use Hodor's body. Uh, but who is that dude in the tree? He's like, I've been waiting for you. I'm glad you made it. I've been here a long that, time. That this is not a spoiler. That is the three-eyed raven that he's been seeing in his dreams. That is oh, the. Fi- I thought it was the architect from the Matrix. <laughs> I thought it was Neo. No, that- actually, that is the villain in Rush Hour Three. It's the same actor. <laughs> oh, it is that guy. <laughs> Wasn't he in a Street Fighter movie? Uh, the the uh, 
So now what happens? He's, I love that scene where he's like, you, uh, he's like, you're going to help me walk again. He's like, you're not going to walk ever again, but you will fly. And I was like, what the fuck? What are you telling him? What is he going to do? It's a little uh, tease, man. Yeah. I love uh, that. was great. And then yeah, that uh, little girl was one of the children of the, the first children leading them for us through the thing. Yeah. The skeleton warriors are great. Uh, finally, we got to touch on fucking little finger and Sansa and how, He's been giving her like their relationship is so fucking interesting because I feel like she's the only one he is actually honest with because she holds no power or he holds all the power over her. There's there's a lot of theories about this. Plus, there you know, there's he was in love with her mom. It's kind of like it's a weird like father figure, but I kind of want a second chance with your mom with you. Like very creepy, disturbing, but he does. Where's Sansa? Sansa, uh, <laughs> they get to eerie. <laughs> And uh, he, <laughs> Lady Aaron threatens because he kisses her, and Lisa Lisa Aaron sees him and freaks out and threatens to throw her into the 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 what's that called the sky hole the sky moon port door. moon door, and he goes up and he's like, "Don't cry, my sweet. I've only loved one woman in my whole life, your sister." And he fucking pushes her through the moon door oh, <laughs> to her death. But she lies for him in the in the trial afterwards. She kind of covers for him. Like, he's been giving her these little nuggets of, like, here's how you manipulate people. Here's why. This is why I lie. This is how I do things. And she's kind of now becoming smart. She saves him. But now she kind of knows she has the power. She dyes her hair and comes out looking all different and, like, a completely different Sansa. But it's obvious that she's gone through some kind of she, – she, she's got shit on him. She's going to be pulling his strings whether he likes it or not. And he's just like Gaga over her. So you've done four seasons. Yes. Name your top three characters you like so far, your favorites that are still alive, that are still alive. Oh, now you know what? Just top three. That doesn't mean that they're, they don't have to be alive. Ooh, that is a tough one. No, no order. Just three. And I really enjoyed Sam and Gilly too. What they were going through. Uh, that's, that's- is that your answer? You like Sam no, and Gilly? No, <laughs> no. Although when he was like, I promise you, I won't die. I was like, what are you doing, dude? Don't say that. Now you're going to die. But he didn't. But his fucking buddy did. Arrow through the throat. Pip. Uh, yeah. Pip. I'm, I'm leaning to like Tyrion Daenerys, who's kind of like Jonah Ark now. And uh, fucking Jon Snow. Oh, that, mm. that he was hit that battle scene. He was so badass with that sword and that battle scene. I was like, this fucking guy's badass. He looks great. Fighting. Those are three good characters. What about you? Uh, to that point, yeah. Uh, to the end of season four, I, I love the Hound. Yeah. Um, Arya. Um, I was really digging Jamie. Yeah, I think those are. Yeah, probably, Jamie. Yeah. Jamie. Rob, was I love Rob, but he was he's been dead for a little bit now. Yeah, Jamie's. I, oh, Tyrion too. I mean, to me, Daenerys has her moments, but I'm still at that point, and I was like. She's still got a long ways to go before any of this really means anything to the stories I actually care about. I do love watching her like grow and learn and uh, and do and her John, stuff. John Snow was so white bread up to this point that I was like, mm. but now now that the the battle at the Castle Black happened, it's amazing. He's up there. I feel like what's the thing with Daenerys is it's kind of like uh, her ascension or her her way to getting back to where she should be 
is preordained almost. Yeah, because everyone keeps talking about the Targaryens and how... Things always kind of fall in her direction. And uh, she doesn't really have to... I mean, she's gone through a lot of shit, but at the same time, it feels like... Like, whatever she kind of sets her mind to, she ends up doing. Um, And not in the way that Cersei would do it. Right, right. Cersei's the same kind of character. Like, things go her way, but she has to do such dirty shit to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's kind of like that contrast between the two. It's just weird that these two characters that are, that are opposing forces in this. In this I, thing. I mean, I just love what they're building up to. I can't wait till she actually fucking gets to the other side and 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 some kind of confrontation happens. And there, but I think there's going to be a sit down or some kind of a conversation. Here's or, the thing: I don't or head to head between Cersei and Daenerys in the future. Oh, that would be amazing. Probably be like because who's who's now running things? Tywin is dead. He was calling the shots and, and, and she was, and, she, and Cersei was like, Marjorie's going to put his claws into my kid. You're going to control him. You're going to rip him apart. So she now has complete control over Tommen, who's the king. What happens at the absence of Tywin Lannister? Uh, I'm very interested to see how the, those power, the power shifts and uh, who steps up. I love Tywin. Tywin was great, man. Tywin was I, thought, great. I thought, I mean, obviously he, he was, and somewhat had some evil actions or not evil, but yeah. some not so good things that he would do. But I mean, he was, a, if I, I read, I listened to this on a podcast and I think it actually, it actually is tr- like kind of true for his character. Like if Tywin is running shit, yeah. Like the, everyone's getting fed. Every, yes. Everyone's going to, yeah. the, yeah. the, the community as a whole is going to be doing well. Yes. Like yes. I, the, the kingdom is going to be running smoothly. Now the, the behind the scenes might be a little shitty, but no one's going to see that. But that's the reason he he got there is that he just kind of like fucked his family over and and was not there for them. But that's what you got to do when you're running a kingdom and moving well, all these he, pieces. He was around. so involved in the politics of everything that he yeah. lost track of. He he lost empathy for the people that he should have cared about. That scene where Cersei tells him about her and Jamie is amazing because oh yeah i forgot that happened. you know he knows but he doesn't want to admit it and she's like you know she looks right at him he's like it's not true and she can just tell it is so like his world comes crumbling down and then he just gets fucking shot on the shitter very uh, appropriate his, his, that's that whole episode he his whole world crashes out on him he's done uh his two his daughter yeah. his favorite son is fucking his daughter <laughs> yes and he's on the shitter, and his the kid that fucking killed his wife is killing him. Yes, the kid is the son that killed his wife, and we tried to kill. Wow, that great! Wow, that's that so great. good. At, that, so up to good. that point, that was one of the first times where a villain actually got what he deserved. Yeah, yeah. By, by the people that deserve. By like, the person by the that deserved that, to that do it. Should have been dishing out the punishment. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm. I got. Uh, yeah, moving on. We got to season more five. seasons. Left. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm really. I'm gonna be sad when it's over because I just. I kind of wish this would just go on forever. I now. basically have one more season left. Oh shit! So uh, real quick, I just wanted to talk about the guy playing the mountain, which I guess they've had multiple guys playing the this mountain. Is the third actor playing the mountain. This dude's name is uh, uh, Habfor Julius Thor Bjornsson. 
Thor. He's known as Thor. Uh, dude stands six foot nine. He's four hundred and seventeen pounds. He has been a participant of World's Strongest Man several years in a row. He's never won it. He's coming second and third. But I just wanted to go over. They got his numbers in here. Anthony, he can deadlift with raw straps. One thousand fourteen pounds. Oh shit! Is his deadlift? That's a lot. <laughs> his bench press five hundred twenty eight pounds. Uh, squat seven hundred ninety five pounds raw. And then in, in training lifts. Uh, he says uh, three. He does six hundred and sixty pound squat for ten reps. Uh, Four eighty five bench press for eight reps, and then there's another deadlift number nine ninety raw with wrist straps. Uh, huh. That is some big fucking weight to move. Uh, and the guy he's was strong. Just, he's so strong. Uh, very I have impressive. one very minor complaint about him. Okay, size is fucking impressive yeah. he is the mountain in terms of size the only thing is is that he is actually supposed to be older than the hound oh he looks way younger but he is way younger yeah. not only does he look way younger he is 20 years younger in real life but that's the guy that's a minor complaint that's the guy who burned his face i know but he's supposed to be the older brother yeah that's true that's true <laughs> and he lo- he's a baby-faced big guy yeah that was great too where he told aria the story that i really feel bad for the hound man the guy just wants. Hound's great. Man. He just wants to get paid and uh, can't catch a fucking break. Hound, hound is was living a life. The hound is living a life he never wanted to live because he's big. Yeah, and he's and he's a warrior. Yeah, he just wanted to be a dancer. <laughs> he just wanted to dance. <laughs> he, he, I, <laughs> he just wants to go around, drink some ale. That was like the worst <laughs> hound voice I could come up with. <laughs> get on with it. Good stuff. All right, look, I got uh, some you remember feedback. Remember what I taught you about the sword, Daria? Oh, yeah. He's like, that's not the heart's right there. And then she fucking the stabs the guy. He's like, you're learning. You remember. <laughs> you're learning good. Kill me. So good. <laughs> Aria, dude, she killed a bunch of dudes. She's a little fucking killer. She stabs that dude in the neck. She stabs the other guy in the heart. You told me this off uh, air, but the best part is like when she's naming the list. Yes. And then she's like, he's like, is that it? She's lying next she's to like, the hound. <laughs> Yeah, and lying next to the hound, he's like, I got one more. The hound. Yeah. She rolls over to go oh, to bed. And he looks over, he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, that was so great. You want to kill me? I don't think he's dead. I don't think the mountain is dead either, because that guy is doing some sort of medieval blood transfusion. Kyburn. 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 He's like, I got some crazy shit I could do. Uh, this is why I got kicked out of the fucking other place. And Cersei. Yeah, he likes to experiment with shit. That's fine. Sometimes that's what you need to do. Yeah. What do you got to lose? The guy's going to die. Fucking squeeze his blood out. Try something. So I, I, we didn't see either of them die. Uh, I hope we see them again because they're both great. The Hound more so than the Mountain. But I'd like to see them reunion uh, in a fight. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Let them embrace would... like in uh, Excalibur. <laughs> Let them hug. We got some uh, listener email mailbag uh, to hear, re- to read. And we will wrap this up. Uh, email from Joe Henry uh, <laughs> about last episode. If you listen to the end of the last episode. Uh, we, uh, Joe Henry, our super patron who's been on the show. Super patron Joe Henry's been on the show. There is a post show where he tells us that he has vitiligo on his dick. And Anthony just kind of blurted that out. And we're like, oh, it's out. Uh, and so Joe writes in, uh, subject RE vitiligo dick. He says, holy crap, everyone. That was funny and fair game that Anthony called out my member like that on the air. One could call that a low blow, but not me. I would tell Anthony to suck it, but I think he would get the wrong idea. I get it, though. I did call out Del Howard. I hope he didn't take it personally, the whole ginger thing. I, have I forgot a... why I even called out his vitiligo. Dick. <laughs> you just right. blurted it out. You're like, he's got vitiligo on his dick. I was like, that's right. 
I don't know how that hits. I don't know how you remember that because I forgot. He says, I have a lot of members of my family that are ginger, actually, and Del Hauer is probably my favorite frequent guest. And no, I won't be canceling my Patreon. I'm a pretty laid back kind of guy and very little offends me. To be honest, the way you, Anthony and Rugboy, give each other crap on the show is part of the reason why I listen. So thank you for making me part of that. In regards to your Star Trek Discovery content on your last episode, I also watched the first two episodes, and I'm looking forward to seeing more. I like the direction they're going. Please keep the Game of Thrones discussion going. It's great. And tell all of your listeners that didn't get the Vitiligo dick comment to go join your Patreon for the bonus content that they're missing. Lastly, tell the jock not to be jealous of my member, because once you have a Vitiligo dick, you never want another prick. Yes, proud Patreon supporter of the Jock and Nerd Show, Joe Henry, Joe, that's the best email ever. Thanks for being a good sport. And that's a great line. I'm, I have to be the new tagline of our show. When, once you have a vitiligo dick, you never want another prick. What do you think? Is it true, Emron? It is true. Absolutely. <laughs> geek boner. Uh, that's what, look, you like, I, your expert opinion. I, look, Are you like Podrick, Emron? You show them your fucking dick and they like, like, start paying it's you. It's like glowing white. They pay you for sex. Look, I got vitiligo dick. I got vitiligo balls. I got vitiligo ass. I got vitiligo man boobs. It's just everywhere. So <laughs> I know what he's like. Oh. Listen, what, you, what? Once you take a look at it, you can't look away. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Stop giving me flashbacks, Imran. Uh, boy, seen it. Long That's story. Crazy. I think we talked about that. Uh, I got a uh, uh, some tweets from a listener, uh, Jason Dutch on Twitter. Has a couple of questions for us. He says, uh, "How exactly did Spidey the Avengers not feel the earthquake in the Defenders?" It's a good question. Uh, I have the answer. Yeah, Marvel Netflix is now. <laughs> And Marvel T in Marvel Studios just don't interact, so it's not even they. It's barely by a thread in the same universe. <laughs> the Avengers were in Hawaii, and Spidey was on a field trip. I don't know. It's yeah. It's not. You would think they would be like, "What the fuck was that?" Uh, and then he also tweets. Also, what are your thoughts on who purchased Stark Tower? Norman Osborn, Danny Rand, the Kingpin, Bruce Wayne, Donald Trump. Like, and I brought this up and you guys gave me shit and thought it was the stupidest thing. But someone else clearly was wondering who the fuck bought Stark Tower. I think it's like a timeshare building and, uh, and they all if, own a floor. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a real answer. Okay. Seeing that it is Spider-Man. Yeah. And that, that this came up. It would be apropos if it was Norbin Osborne that bought it. That would be cool. Because he is a rich motherfucker. He is basically evil Tony Stark. Yeah, and he's like, and he probably hates and Tony. He's a Spidey villain. And he's probably like, fuck Tony. Uh, I'm buying this. That, would, but, that uh, would be one of the only things that would work. I concur. The Kingpin? No, that's TV. Uh, oh, no. Oh, wait, wait, I, the Kingpin would also work, but I don't yeah. think the Kingpin's ever going to make it to the Spider Man. Well, but film. Kingpin is such a huge Spidey villain. Like, they got to have a Kingpin. It would be great. That sucks. But that's never gonna never happen. Never gonna happen. I think Donald Trump owns just one floor on there. It's he and he timeshare. He's not. He's not as rich. No, he's not as rich in that that universe. He's no Tony Stark. Uh, so good stuff. Thanks for tweeting. Thanks for writing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I think we're done here. Rugs, tell the listener where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. So come by and say, what's up, motherfucker? What's up? As always, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a reviewing. Light those stars up and tell a friend. Spread the geekery. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll catch you next time.
gotta pee. Me too. Okay. <laughs> that, that was like the, the fastest ending of any show ever. <laughs> I gotta pee.